serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. And a very pleasant, good evening for a second time as we are set for our nightcap of our doubleheader action here today as the Renegades taking on the debated Griffins in game two of our doubleheader game one went in favor of the Renegades by a final of five to two Blake Gazaway here with you joined by Tom Collins as Tom's going to join us here and Tom we're glad to have you here on the broadcast this evening thanks thanks glad to be here thanks for having me you're Let's always, see if we can get sweep tonight. That's right. You're always our uh, statistician on the money, having the uh, decisions of whether it's a single, an error, or whatever it is. So glad to have you joining us here on the broadcast here this evening. As we said, Renegades win game one in walk-off fashion as T.J. Rockerbomber, the D.H., sends a ball over the right field fence for a three-run home run in the bottom of the seventh inning that gives the win to the Renegades. And really, it's everything you could script up there was two outs we had runners on base full count what more can you ask for yes and it was a no doubt blast over over the right field fence uh i think everybody in the stands knew it was gone tj definitely knew it was gone and um if uh the renegades go on on a really hot streak here last month of the season i think you could point to that very very at bat as uh the uh, play that may turn the Renegade season around snapped a six-game losing streak. Um, and, uh, you know, they're battling Nevada right now for the final playoff spot. 
Yeah, there was a lot at stake for this first game, and game two obviously still has a lot at stake as these two teams matching up in a South Division matchup. So a lot on there that they've got to take care of. On the mound here for game two of the doubleheader will be Caleb Carricker, the six foot 190-pound right-handed freshman. He's from Columbia and plays at Williams William Woods, so he will have the start here of game two. Maltaby started game one, had a good look, and went, uh, what was it, six innings of work and did a nice went, job. Went six. Uh, Brady, pitched, uh, Brady pitched a whale of a ball game, um, only had really one big inning where he had to have work a lot. Um, you know, he threw six innings, uh, only surrendered five hits and only walked one batter, and it was an intentional walk. Um, and then, you know, they every time Nevada scored in the first game, uh, the Renegades would pop back and uh, pop back and score to tie the game. Um, Adonis Forte was in the midst of a lot of the scoring. He went one for two, scored two runs, and uh, stole three bases. We're about ready to get underway here. So we are set for game two here. As this will be shortstop, Caleb Chance will be leading off the ball game for the Griffins. As the Griffins fall to 10 and 18 on the season for the Renegades, they sit at 10 and 15. First pitch in there called strike one to Chance as he will be down in the count at 0 and 1. Glad you're tuned in here tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. For doubleheader action here, Griffin's baseball. 0-1 offering on its way. That one just misses outside, ball one. Uh, your official pit first pitch time, 8 o'clock on the dot. Home plate umpire Chris Haddock making the calls. Blaine Murphy umpiring on the bases. And uh, got an interesting story for you, Blake. Uh, Blaine, um, as a young man, uh, played summer league baseball. And um, his coach was none other than yours truly. There you go. There you go. Have a good connection there. So two balls, one strike count. Erickers next pitch, that one's going to be fouled out of play, so that'll even the count at two balls and two strikes. So that goes well out of play, so one of the youngsters is going to have to track down that foul ball. That foul ball brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Says it's 91 degrees, feels like 101, but I think I think my, uh, my phone's lying to me is – it, I don't think it feels that hot. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The, we've certainly got a little bit of overcast out here right now um, and a little bit of a breeze from time to time. So it's actually uh, not too unpleasant. Of course, we're not uh, in the uh, position of Luke Fuller right now. Yeah, the first game it was 108 to 98 to 108 was the temperature, but it felt like 108 to 110. That one fell off as well. We did see the catcher for the Griffins go down with what we think is a uh, uh, was a cramp of some kind. Yeah, so. yeah, it was cramps. Uh, he came over to the Renegades dugout in between games to get some ice, and I uh, asked him if he told him uh, he needed to stay hydrated. And he said, uh, "I drank about ten water bottles the night before and about seven before the game t- tonight." So there's a bouncing ball to Imgarden at third over to Nolf for out number one. So first one up, first one down. It's a good way to get the game underway here. So now it'll be second baseman and Jay Snyder. So Snyder will be due up. He played in game one as well. Most of these players played in both games. Yeah, Snyder went one for four in game one. 
So Carriker looks in, gets the sign from Fuller. As Fuller gets the start, he should be in the rotation from now on out through the remainder of the season behind home plate. That pitch outside and low ball one. So one thing that I like about this team is there's players that have some good versatility, can put them about anywhere on the field, and they can make a play. 1-0 offering that one yeah. downstairs, makes it 2-0. Yeah. Yes, they have a lot of players that uh, can play a lot of different positions. Um, Luke Fuller is caught. He's played some third. He's played some first. He's played some outfield. Um, we got Ian Nolf at first base, who's played some second and first. That one in there called strike one. You know, and people don't think about this for those that are maybe new to summer collegiate baseball. It's a little bit different than uh, most other baseballs you see, or people think of the MLB, where you get guys and you have, you have quite a bit of depth. But that's not always the case with summer baseballs. That pitch is going to be a well-hit ball. As Adonis Forte coming over, so does Matishak, and Forte will make the grab for out number two. As two up and two down, now it'll be uh, center fielder and Nick Martino. And as I was saying, though, people don't always realize that, that it's a little bit different. You almost need a, a squad for June and another squad for July as you get players that come in and get shut down by their coaches or for whatever reason they they uh, they have to have limited time. And you need those players you can move around, especially when you have six games in four days like we have upcoming. Yeah, and, it, you know, I talked to, I talked to Coach DeMilla, oh, oh, several times during the course of my uh, time here as we get a ground ball short. Plants throws. No problem there. So three, three up, up and three down there is uh, nice work for the top of the first. Now we'll have to go to work, put some runs on the board, and make it a quick evening as we'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel, sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. go to the bottom of the first inning here after a quick work of Griffins was made on the mound for the Griffins will be Jonah I can't read my own handwriting Sarabia. Yeah, Sarabia Thought, couldn't tell if that was an R or an I that's what happens <laughs> when you're tired you just write sloppy, can't read it maybe that's all the time for me <laughs> yeah, Sarabia uh, I believe he would be considered the Griffins ace So as we're getting ready to start the bottom of the first inning, um, he pitched uh, previously against the Renegades the last time the Griffins were in town. It seems like we've seen him more often than not. Of course, these two teams haven't matched up that many times this season, but it does seem like he's always on the mound. As it'll be 
lineup for the uh, Renegades. Four table leadoff in center field, then uh, Brennan Perkins in left field. Batting third will be right fielder Jack Matishak catching. Batting fourth will be Luke Fuller, then TJ Rocker Bomber. Then it'll be second baseman Colby Ott batting sixth, Andrew Imgarten third baseman at, at seven hole. Batting eighth, Ian Nolf at first base. Batting ninth will be Taylor Hopkins as that will be the lineup here for these two squads. First pitch to Adonis Forte. This is ball one. Now, like I said, Adonis is a type of player that can make things happen. He certainly made a lot of things happen in game one. Went one for two, walked twice, stole three bases, scored two runs. One of them coming on on the big fly from TJ Rockerbauer. Yeah, he did so much work in the first game, he had to change his jersey for game two. <laughs> yes. I think his uh, old jersey uh, probably had about an extra 10 pounds of dirt on it. So uh, Yeah, it started off white, ended the, uh, ended the game very much a brown color as he did a lot of sliding, a lot of stealing. So he's wearing a different jersey here for game two. 3-0 offering on its way. That one down central for called strike one. He's uh, sporting T.J. Wilmsmeyer's normal number of 24 for this game. Holmes-Meyer, we'll see him the second half of the season here, only on the mound. That one inside, ball four. So Wilmsmeyer still part of the squad, but he's going to be one of the pitching aces for June for the Renegades. Is he another player that can play in pretty much any position? And as we were talking, you know, in the top of the first about the versatility of this team, and yeah, you do need two squads per month because a lot of times you're especially on the pitching side. Um, Coach DeMilla is uh, really uh, uh, concerned, or uh, he really makes it a concerted effort to follow um, these kids' college coaches as to uh, use of their arms during the season. There's going to be a ball by Perkins lifted to center field. Center fielder going back on it. Forte will tag, and he's going to come into second easily. As that'll be Brennan Perkins, the line for him, 5'11", 195-pound sophomore from Prairie Village, Kansas, right here across the board, plays at Truman State. Now we'll go to Jack Matishak, as Matishak also changing a jersey for tonight's game. So Matishak, normally 27, wearing 13. He's 6'2", 10 freshman from Kirkwood, Missouri, plays at Jefferson College, bats left, throws right. So he also did enough work. He needed a clean jersey for game two. And he was one for three with a walk, and he drove in the Renegades' first run and scored. He was also on base on when uh, Rockenbomber went the distance. So Matishak will step back in. As he is heading the count, one ball, no strike. Again, one out here, runner on second, that's Forte. That one downstairs in the dirt, that'll put him ahead in the count at 2-0. and and for the Renegades, they are trying to sweep the Griffins here. Sarabia on the mound for the Griffins. He'll look in. Donis Forte again dancing at second base. 2-0 offering. That one called strike one. Belt high strike right there. Kind of funny looking at Adonis's uniform out there. The top is stark white, and the bottom <laughs> is is yeah. dirt brown. Yeah. 
So two balls, one strike count. Again, double look in at second. That pitch, that one's going to be fouled back. So that'll even the count of two balls and two strike. Luke Fuller in the on-deck circle. And he, too, will be sporting a, a different number tonight. Um, normally he wears number 11, but uh, Brandon Mopey was uh, wearing that number on the mound tonight in game one. So uh, Luke will be sporting number 38 for this game. So three and eight, three plus eight is 11. Yep, he's still got the magic there, hopefully. Yep. So two balls, two strike count again, one out. Next pitch on its way. There's going to be a ball that's going to get into left field, and Forte's going to be given the go sign as he's on his way home. He will slide in, and back safely at first is Matishak, as now, as if Adonis Forte didn't have enough dirt on the front of his uniform, now he's got the back covered in dirt, but most importantly, he gives the Renegades an early 1-0 lead. Matishak has another RBI to his credit. Now it'll be Luke Fuller stepping in with one out. I don't know. We might have to check to see if there's any backup pants down there for Adonis to put on. Yeah. Um. Change his jersey out. Might have to change his pants out. So first offering to Fuller downstairs in the dirt. Ball one. You might have to worry to see if uh, Adonis's pants may get to be as gray as the Griffin's pants. <laughs> So Matishak delivers an RBI single here in the bottom of the first inning. He takes a lead at first base. Now the throw over. He'll be back in time. And the Renegades jump out to an early one to nothing lead. Minus the game that we just played in the first game of the doubleheader. That's really been a big key to success for the Renegades is if they get out early, that helps them get in the win column. Fuller yep. will pop that one up in the air. And if that one comes down will be caught by the third baseman in gray. That thing was a mile in the air. So that'll be two outs. This is designated hitter T.J. Rockerbomber for Rockerbomber. It's 5'10", 185-pound freshman. He is from Herman, Missouri. Plays at Emporia State. Left-handed batter, right-handed pitcher. He is the hero from game one as he sent us home. Not really home, but sent us to the end of the game with the win column as he Hit a three-run homer over the right field fence. First pitch to him. He's going to foul that one off to the third base side. That foul brought to you by Storm Pro Contractors. I believe he was 0 for 3, too, coming up to that plate appearance, if I remember right. He had two fly out or popped out to the shortstop yes, twice. Yes, he, he had three pop outs. And I think TJ had been in a, a pretty prolonged slump. But he put a good swing on a pitch and... Whacked it out of here, some 320-odd feet, I think. That one swung on and missed. Yeah, the sign says 340 out there, so on the uh, kind of in the center towards center field. And it says 300 at the foul pole. So, yeah, I think 320, 325 is a good estimate where that ended. So no balls, two strikes. Matichak on first base, two outs here. Renegades lead one to nothing. Oh, two offering. That one's going to be a well-hit ball. Center fielder coming in on it. He's going to come in and make the running grab for out number three. But the Renegades were able to strike first as they lead by a score of one to nothing. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. We go to the uh, top of the second inning now. Again, Renegades lead by a score of one to nothing. No Adonis Forte's family's listening. They just sent me a message, so glad they're tuned in. And Nebraska, a pretty faithful listeners to the Show Me Sports Network. Glad to see they're listening, cheering them on. Even though they're not here, they can still cheer their son on. As we said, uh, might have to maybe an early Christmas present. I might have to think about getting him some new some new pants. Yeah. <laughs> So See now this will be. Maybe teach him how to do the laundry. I don't know. He may already know how to do the laundry. <laughs> well, he definitely is going to have to do some work on the pants here before the next home game, which is tomorrow. So he batters four, five, and six. This is right fielder Andrew Pickering due up. First pitch down central from Carriker for strike one. As I said, Adonis always brings his dance and shoes here to the ballpark, whether he's on base or out in center field. He has a good time out there. Just really loves baseball, and he's a huge asset for the team. That one just misses the outside part of the plate, evens a count of one ball and one strike. Haven't had a ton of opportunities to talk to him, but uh, when I have, he definitely enjoys it and makes it just, just fun to be around. There's going to be a ball that's hit a mile in the air, but it's going to get out of play, so that'll take the count to one ball, two strikes. Yeah, uh, Donis seems to be a really, really great kid. I always enjoy my interactions with him. Um He's always got a smile on his face when I see him, whether he's going good, going bad. But, uh, you know, he, he goes out here and gives it his all. So one ball, two strike count. Next pitch, that's going to be a ball that's hit on the money. He's going to drop in front of Mattishak in right field. So it'll be a leadoff single as Pickering will be on base. Now this will be first baseman Luke Piazza. So Piazza will step in now. And from the left-hand side of the plate. It's the first hit that Carricker has given up here in this game. I have a runner on first base with nobody out. First offering, that's going to be another well-hit ball as Mattishak will chase it down in right field for out number one. First pitch, swinging, first out. Now it's to be third baseman and Seth Gray. Now batting for the Griffins, Seth Gray. And Gray was 0 for 3 in game one. Uh, grounded out to second, hit into a force play and flew out to right. So he's looking for his first hit of the day. So Carriker will throw over to first base. 
Ian Nolf on first base for the Renegades. Garricker on the mound, Fuller behind home plate. At first is Nolf, Ott is at second. Hopkins at shortstop, Imgarten on third. That pitch upstairs, ball one to Gray. Then left to right in the outfield is Perkins, Forte, and Matishak for their nine out on the diamond. So Carricker will look in. He'll get the sign. He'll peek over at the runner at first. 1-0 offering. That one just a bit high, so it'll make it two balls and no strikes. And the sun has finally went down here at the ballpark. Nice little breeze coming through. Maybe a hair humid, but anything is better than the temperature it was for game one. Yes, now that the temperature's down into the double digits. Uh, it's actually, a, it is a little little humid here, but Blake, it is July. <laughs> and, summer baseball. Uh, we are in Missouri. Absolutely, so that one misses. So count three balls and no strikes. I think, one called, I think he called it a strike. I think you're right. Another throw back to first base. Our scoreboard operator, Ashley Cartee, made a mistake here. Too busy talking back there. So two balls, one strike. There's a swing and a miss for the second strike. So that'll even the count at two balls and two strikes. If you can't tell, we also have a lot of fun here at the ballpark as well, give each other a hard time yes. about things. So, Ash, Ashley definitely brings the energy. That's right. She does a great job and does a whole lot of things just like we all do. We all wear a lot of hats for the organization. Another throwback to first base. Like we said, we have fun at the ballpark. That's the best way. It's good family entertainment. It's nice to bring my wife and daughter to the ball game. She gets to run around and have fun and play with her friends. And It's a great, great time we have here. 2-2 offering. That one swung on and missed for out number two. Well, he took a little off that pitch, just laid it out there for Gray. He could not lay off of it, couldn't find the connection. Actually, they kind of had to uh, beg and plead with your daughter to do the dance and to run the flag out there before the bottom of the seventh. And lo and behold, she does so, and uh, she helps us get a win. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's double Claire's here. Claire's here, too, so... So Carricker will look in here. Again, runner on first base after he gives off that single to Pickering. So he will look in and get the sign from Fuller. First offering. That one a bit upstairs. Ball one to Grant Noakes, the catcher. As we said, his pants are almost as dirty as Forte's pants. However, Noakes hasn't done a lot of work out there. He did come on late in the game to catch for the injured catcher, but... 1-0 offering. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It's going to be taken at third by M. Garten. He'll throw to first in time for out number three. There's a 5-3 put out. So despite giving up a leadoff hit, three, run, three outs were put up with no runs. So we'll take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. We go to the bottom half of the second inning. Again, Renegades lead by a score of one to nothing. As I said, their key to success, if they can figure out how to way to get runs early, that seems to take them a good chunk of the distance. Now they just need to add some insurance runs to their total and they'll be cooking even more. Yes. Um, one one run is hardly ever enough for anybody unless you got uh, a Justin Verlander or a Walter Johnson type on the mound. So uh, we see the, some good pitchers. Yes, the more the more runs you can get, the better. So this will be batter six, seven, and eight. Do up. This will be Colby Ott playing at second base. Five ten hundred eighty pound freshman. From Festus, Missouri, plays at Jefferson College. Right-handed batter and right-handed thrower, so he will step in now. Sarabia on the mound again, his first offering to Ott. That one called strike one. M. Garten is in the on-deck circle, then it'll be Nolf. Be the three that are due up. Colby uh, drew a walk and scored a run in game one. He's bad. He's hang right up there. Yep. Blisters that one. However, it's going to be caught by the right fielder for out number one. So that also be a third baseman Andrew Imgarden. Is Imgarden six foot, hundred eighty pound freshman? He's a left-handed batter, right-handed thrower. Calls Moberly, Missouri home, and he plays for Missouri Baptist. We have uh, several players from Missouri Baptist. OBAP is very well represented, that's for sure. That's a good connection to some players. We like all of our players. That's a good place to get some good quality players. That first pitch inside, ball one. He made his Renegades debut a few games ago. and Talked to him a little bit before the game, and he was trying to pick out his walk-up music and some other things, so he's happy to be here as a late addition to the squad, but trying to contribute any way he can. He'll dig back in. He's in the count at 1-0 with one out here. 
That one's going to be a ball hit off the end of the bat. It's going to get down, and it's going to go to the fence as he'll be on his way to first base. Puts the brakes on, though. Is good play there by the center fielder to get in on it. So he will have a one-out single, and he sends to the center field wall. Now this will be Ian Nolf as Nolf comes to bat here. He is a 6'2", 190-pound freshman. He's from Wardsville, Missouri, plays at Columbia College, right-hander across the board. Played for Coach DeMilla at Blair Oaks High School. He knows this coach's mindset, how he wants to run the game. That one called strike one. Not only was that a good piece of hitting by Emgarden, but it was also some excellent base running. Um, he went full go and made the outfielder stop him. That one called strike two. Um, if, if, and if there was uh, even a hint of a bobble out there, Emgarden was going to go take second. Right. But uh, he made the play, got it back in. The Emgarden was almost halfway to second. They're going to be a throwback. Emgarden safely back at first base. So Nolf will be down in the count at 0-2. So he will step back in here. So Rabia looks back in, 0-2 offering. That one caught the outside part of the plate for called strike. Number three, that's out number two. That's to be shortstop in Taylor Hopkins. As Hopkins, a 5'11", 190-pound freshman from Jefferson City, plays at William Woods. He is... Fan club has made it. I don't think they've missed the game yet. Went on the road, too, for several games. So Hopkins will dig in here. The runner on two outs. First pitch way upstairs, ball one. I don't know if he's always that happy to hear his cheering squad here, but they have a great time at the ballpark. There's a pitch that's going to be low for ball two. So two balls and no strikes. Again, in the on-deck circle, back to the top of the lineup in Adonis Forte. 2-0 offering. That one's going to be fouled. Hit the other way over the first base dugout. Now it'll be two balls and one strike. Again, two outs here. Runner on first base. That's Imgarten. Another throw back to first base. Imgarten dives in safely. Adonis must have found the mud holes out there because his, his uniform is a whole lot more dirty than Imgarten's is after diving back to first base. 2-1 yeah. offering. There's a swing and a miss for strike. Number two, that evens it at two balls and two strikes. And Taylor swung that back there with some uh, vicious intent right there. That was a pretty... Pretty vicious swing, so let's shorten up and poke one out there right and keep this lot of moving. So 2-2 offering. Robbie looks in. He'll get the sign from Noakes, his catcher. 2-2 offering, that one upstairs. Gets Hopkins down to a knee as he bails out of the way of that. So we're folding out, three balls, two strikes. Again, two outs here, one run on the board for the Renegades. Hopkins digs back in. Imgarden's going to go to second, swing and a miss there. And that is going to be out number three. So the Renegades get a hit. No runs.
Stranded runner on the base path. They still lead by a score of one to nothing. We will go to the third inning here. As you're listening to exclusive coverage, Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business running out of some of your favorite avon products and haven't seen an avon brochure in quite some time no need to worry avon independent sales representative michelle carty can help with your skin so soft makeup jewelry fragrance and skin care needs avon now carries cleaning supplies clothing daily essentials and several small lg electronic items you now have the opportunity to shop online 24 7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative Com, or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Just past 8.30 here on the Show Me Sports Network as we get ready for the top of the third inning. Blake Aswell here with you, joined by Tom Collins here for Renegades Baseball. The Renegades looking to sweep doubleheader action as they beat... Renovated Griffins in game one by final of five to two. Coming to you from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. As this will be batters eight, nine, and one come to plate. Mason East Eastman, the left fielder, and designated hitter Mo De Leon. And then back to the top lineup and Caleb Chance, a shortstop, will be the three new up. We said coming to you from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm. That pitch misses inside ball one. As Doc and Norm can have group sizes of 1 to 100 or beyond, they'll take care of you. They do it all. That one's going to be fouled up, and Fuller's going over on it. He will make the grab in foul territory for out number one. Two pitches and one out. So now it'll be designated hitter Mo Daly on. As Doc and Norm, the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all of our road games safely, efficiently, and most importantly, they get us there in style and with an ice cold air conditioner, too. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. So Carriker is going to step off as Fuller will run out and have a conversation, make sure they're on the same page with the signs that they're looking for. Yeah, De Leon uh, was 0 for 3 with a walk in game one. Uh, he batted in the uh, leadoff spot in the first game of this twin bill. And now he's hitting in the nine hole. So he really just moved down one spot. Yeah. But he went the opposite way you would <laughs> you would think of. So he's all the way down at the bottom now. As Carriker looks in. Has one out here, his first offering to De Leon. If she'll bunt, pull it back, take it for strike one. And I wonder if maybe that uh, little powwow that uh, Caleb and Luke had was just in case Leon decided to uh, lay down a bunt. Very well could be. That one's going to be a ball. It's a little blue pit. It's going to get over the head of the outreached glove of Odd at second base, and we'll be into shallow center field. So that will be... 
A one-out hit here as De Leon will be standing on first base. Now we'll go back to the top of the lineup and shortstop Caleb Chance. He was 0-for-1 in the game so far. That ball just sneaked over the outstretched backhanded effort of Colby Ott, who uh, jumped maybe about as high as he could. So it just got over the glove. Yeah, he climbed the ladder, just needed one more rung to catch that ball, but didn't have any more rungs available. Another throw back to first base. DeLeon almost got back too far, but he slid in under the tag. So he'll still be on first base. A shortstop, Caleb Chance, throw back to first base again. Back safely is DeLeon. Another throw back. Carricker just about caught him napping again. Two of those three throws have been relatively close there. So Carricker looks in his first offering. That one a bit upstairs. Ball one. Here the crowd groaned a little bit. They were expecting that right hand to go up, but it did not. It looks like uh, Chris Haddock's strike zone's not as generous as Plain Murphy's was in the, the first game. So one ball, no strike count. Carricker, another throw back to first base. Oh, applies a tag, but back safely is daily on. Just trying to keep him honest over there. So one ball, no strike count. A 1-0 offering. That one down central. Call strike one. Evens yeah. the count at one ball, one strike. I think Leon looks a little runnerish over there to... Uh quote some uh, long famous uh, baseball personality. It might have been Casey Stinglitz. Uh, I don't know, somebody looked runnerish or hitterish. He's got some speed to him. We he, know that. Yeah, he does. That next pitch, that one's going to be in there for called strike two. So one ball, two strikes, the count. Isn't that a way for, that was, it's been nice of character to come back and not uh, let Leon be, be a distraction. So character again looking back in. Trying to win this 1-2 battle. He'll look over his shoulder, check daily on it first. Gets the sign, 1-2 offering. That one missed just inside. We'll say that it's consistent. That was just about the same spot as that first pitch that was ball one. So count two balls and two strikes again. Renegades leading by a score of one to nothing. Erker looks in, 2-2 offering. That one's going to be fouled out of place, so we'll do it again. And two balls, two strikes, one out here. DeLeon standing on first base after he got a one-out single. He was the previous batter here before Chance. Chance will step back in. Who's going to win this showdown? Carricker looks in. 2-2 offering will be forthcoming. Now it's on his way. Runner's going to go to second. Fuller throws down there, and that throw is going to be off. Daly on as he collides with Ott. Both get up, say they're okay, but a stolen base there. Yeah, it looked like uh, the throw came in and it might have hit, might have hit DeLeon. Um, yeah, I think it did. I think it was a situation where ball, runner, and glove all arrived at the same time. Fortunately, uh, Forte was backing him up, and DeLeon wasn't able to advance to third. So now it'll be a, a full count at three balls and two strikes. 
Carriker double check at second. Now that one's going to be reached out and fouled. Does chance. Couldn't lay off that, but sends it foul. So we'll still be full three balls and two strikes. And one out here. Runner on second base. That's DeLeon. He was moved up there after that stolen base just a previous pitch ago. Carriker looks back at second. Second look in. Payoff pitch on its way. There's going to be a broken bat. It's going to go be gloved at third. Throw to first. Takes Nolf off, but he's got the tag, and they say, no, he didn't get the tag. They say he did not get the tag on the way by as Hopkins had a tough throw. Yeah, it was a tough throw. It was a tough play, and when you're uh, uh, the official scorer, which is what my job is, uh, the uh, key words in there, our ordinary effort that might have been that was a pretty good play so i'm going to uh give chance an infield single on that but uh i might be thinking about it just in case i, I would agree with your official ruling it's tough play for hopkins as it is yeah, it, it was not hit very hard and as you say it was a broken bat first pitch here to so, second baseman uh, jay snyder is low ball one well chance is going to have to give a call to our friends at walk off wood bat company Handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash, and birch. Fully customizable to make yours truly from the length and the weight to the barrel and the handle. The color, you can customize every feature of your bat. There's going to be a ball lifted foul. That'll even the count. One ball, one strike. You can also get personalized engraving on the bats with 45-day warranty. In addition to selling handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories that includes lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help you find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. And since he got a hit on it, that bat died a hero. It'll be added on to the fire at the end of the season. 1-1 offering is going to be in there for a strike. Fuller does not throw down to second as Chance gets credit for a stolen base. Yes. That'll be strike number two, so one ball, two strike. Now to be runners in scoring position at second and third base. Renegades lead by a score, one to nothing, but two on, one out here. As Carricker trying to work around, little jam he's found himself in. He'll look at second, now back home. One, two offering on its way. There's going to be a ball hit off the handle as Ott going back to the edge of the dirt to make the grab for out number two. So trying to get out of it here with no damage done is Carricker. He's one out away from doing so, as this will be center fielder and Nick Martino. He uh, hit into a 6-3 out in his only at-bat so far. He'll step out, wipe some perspiration off the brow, and he'll step in. Breeze continuing to feel so nice after game one, as hot as it was for game one. And it's been it's been hot pretty much all week. <laughs> First pitch in there called strike one. We said four over the next four days there's six games for the Renegades. Two tonight, then a single game tomorrow, then two on Friday, and a single game on Saturday before the All-Star game in Clarinda on Sunday. It's a lot of baseball happening here. Oh one offering on its way. That one downstairs in the dirt blocked by Fuller that'll take the count to one ball one strike and I don't I don't know if they've announced the all-stars yet I haven't heard I don't think they have officially um, yet I would imagine they'll be announced probably in the next day or 
probably in the next day or so. Um, I've, I've asked who they were, and I was text who they were, but I don't remember offhand who it was. But they haven't been officially announced yet. 1-1 one, one offering. That one's going to be fouled straight back, so we'll go to one ball, two strikes. But I, I know that the Renegades are going to be well represented. I can tell you that much. Jackson Lovich brings out a new set of baseballs. Boy, he's got some bright shoes, bright yellow Mizzou-colored shoes. Yeah. So he brings and, out a new set of baseballs for him. And they're apparently uh, rather large. <laughs> Jackson is a tall, lanky. He is all legs. Like, yeah, all legs. I'm sure his feet get to, to his destination 20 minutes before he does. There's going to be a bouncing ball to third base. Glove long throw in. Digging it out for out number three as Nuff digs it out from Hopkins. So no run scores as that goes as a 5-3 put out and ends the inning. We'll take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball as they lead by a score of one to nothing. We'll take a quick break and be back here on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips, and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give Walkoff Woodbat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Well, the Renegades work out of a jam there. As that was a good throw from Hopkins at third. Over to, sorry, that's Imgarden at third. I told you Hopkins. Imgarden at third over to first base to get the out. As here in the bottom of the third inning, we'll go back to the top of the lineup. With Forte, Perkins, and Matishak do up. It was a really nice pick by Nolf at first base. Yeah, had to watch that all the way in to know where it was going to bounce at. Move, it, move his feet because it was kind of up the right field line a little bit. First pitch to Adonis, misses ball one. For Adonis, I don't think I read his line last time. 5'11", 185-pound freshman from Omaha, Nebraska, plays at Rockhurst. Left-handed batter, right-handed pitcher. And next pitch, that one in there for called strike one. So evens the count, one ball, one strike. And if you haven't done so, head over to our Facebook page. You can find Show Me Sports Network. Give it a like, give it a share as well. 1-1 offering, that ball's going to be fouled. That got out of here in a hurry over the Renegades dugout, but you can give our page a like and a share. We appreciate the support as 
We try to post some game day starters, some other game day graphics as well. You can also send us a message on there too. Tell us you're enjoying the broadcast, where you're listening from. That one gets past the catcher. Goes back to the backstop here. Always like to hear where our listeners are from. Also, we're on Twitter at Show Me Sports Net because I ran out of words, couldn't have network, couldn't fit four more characters in there. So, Show Me Sports Net on Twitter. Now, also, as of yesterday, have a TikTok. So, that's going to be something we're going to build into the broadcast. That one bounces across home plate. So, that'll take us full at three balls and two strikes. My plan is to use it you can do when you hit 1,000 followers, you can do a live stream on your TikTok. So, I'm only 996 away. Oh, okay. So, so I'm almost there. Any day now. Yeah. So, if you guys are listening to our broadcast, want to head over to TikTok and follow me. I would greatly appreciate it. That one fouled back. Yep. The sooner he gets to 1,000, the sooner we can start doing the live Absolutely. streams of the games. Exactly. So you can do your part to help get the Renegades games on the TikTok live feed. You can find me on there. It's Gaz on the Mic. So G-A-Z-O-N-T-H-E-M-I-C. Gaz on the Mic. Find me there. I'd appreciate it because I'm only a few away from getting that as that one swung on and missed. Forte will be retired for out number one. Now this will be Brendan Perkins, the left fielder, stepping in. He is 0 for 1 on his day so far. Didn't play in game one, but playing here in game two. So like I said, if you have TikTok, head over, give it a like. If you don't have one, it'd be a perfect time to create one. Then follow me on there. Is uh, Yeah, any day now I should hit that 1,000 and we'll be able to uh, TikTok knows? live the you, games. You, you might hit a thousand tonight. <laughs> First pitch upstairs, ball one. So Perkins will be heading the count at one and zero. Oh. Sarabia in on his third inning to work here. So he will look in again. The Renegades lead my score of one to nothing. Next pitch, that one's going to be fouled back. So that'll leave the count at one ball, one strike. That hits up on the net and bounces back. No runs on three hits, no errors, two left on base for the Griffins, for the Renegades. One run on two hits, no errors, two left on base. 1-1 one, one pitch, that one upstairs, so we'll go two balls and one strike. Jack Matashak in the on-deck circle, just like game one, he's got an RBI single. And that game one has it now here in game two, also scoring Adonis on both of those. That one in there for called strike two. And uh, as we've been talking about most of this game, Brennan Perkins, another one with some versatility, as he's seen um, some mound time this year for the Renegades. And when we say seen mound time, they've done quite well. There's a swing and a miss for out number two. You know, we've seen a few blowout games where uh, Yachty for the Cardinals got on the mound and also Albert got on there. and. They uh, they had a lot of fun, but they're definitely not going to be getting any calls from the bullpen anytime soon to come in and relief. So. No, in fact, I uh, remember an interview Yachty said, or maybe I read about it, uh, pitching in a game was on its bucket list, <laughs> and then he made two appearances within about a week span. Right. It's taken him years to get that as Matashak sees a first pitch low ball one. Yeah, it's taken him several years to get that, but glad it got checked off his bucket list, but yeah, as we talked about that, though, with versatility, these players are uh, are able to really suit up anywhere they need to and be an asset to the team. And 
You know, you see that late in the season. That's something all these teams in the Mink League face is you get down late in the season and pitching seems to be a uh, can be an issue at times. So you need guys that can help. Or really this year what's been an Achilles heel of sorts is all the extra inning games we've had. We've had several yeah. already. I mean, we're halfway, a little over halfway through the season, and we've had more than we had all of last year. Yeah. And, and as you were saying, you know, most of our games have been uh, fairly close games. There's only been uh, – two or three that have been kind of blowouts Uh, for me a blowout would be more than five runs Uh, you know a couple of couple of our losses to uh, the Clorinda A's who are a good ball club uh, were 10-0 and 10-1 we lost to there's gonna be a ball blistered into right field but foul I think Carroll beat us seven to nothing Uh, I I think the Renegades offensively have been have had some struggles on offense, and that's why I think Rock and Mopper's walk off three run homer in game one could be uh, the shot in the arm that this team needs to uh, right the ship, get on a little bit of a winning streak, and see if we can't, uh, you know, not only make the playoffs but uh, maybe even win the division. I don't think we're that far out of it in the division. No, it's, it's definitely a South division that's struggling of sorts right now. That one low, so we'll go full. Three balls and two strikes. As, uh, yeah, there's several teams in, in the uh, mix of sorts that it's not where it's usually been. That's the, uh, that's the best thing I could say. As Give me a second. Let me pull up the Mink League. So yeah. Joplin Outlaws sit atop at 14 and 14. Then the Bombers sit at 15 and 17. And then the Renegades who were 9-15, and 15, now 10-15. and 15. That one on the inside, as that's going to be a walk issued. Ball caught the home plate umpire's ankle, so he's going to feel that one a little bit. Yeah. So he may be doing He ought to be doing a lot of walking around in between batters because the longer he stands on that, it's going to get stiff, and ooh, will, it, will he feel it in the morning? So as we said for the Renegades, they're now 10 and 15 on the season. That sets them at third place. And then for the Griffins, they fall to 10 and 18 on the season. So, so like I said, all four teams in the South, uh, uh, Joplin Outlaws are a 500 team leading the division. Whereas you look at the North Division, uh, which is the unusual division because there's five teams in it. Uh, you like it. Uh, the St. Joseph Mustangs, and they're a really good ball club. Clarinda and Carroll are all above 500. The Des Moines Pink Prospects will be in town Friday for a twin bill, one game below, and then the Chillicothe Mudcats. Yeah, and there's enough baseball left that, that even with yeah. the Chillicothe Mudcats, who are 12 games down from the uh, Mustangs, they could put a run together. Yeah. As that's the thing about summer baseball is no lead is too safe on the field and no game lead in the – Stance is safe enough. So that first pitch to Luke Fuller, who's at bat the catcher, misses ball one. Mattishak on first base. That pitch out upstairs and outside ball two. So that'll make the count to two balls and no strikes. And Fuller digs back in. Did been really impressed. Fuller has kind of been riding that momentum uphill the last uh, couple of weeks. That one upstairs, ball three. You know, he had a little bit of struggles early in the season, but has been seeing the ball well, has racked up several hits. He's been showing his versatility. He said, I, I didn't even know he was a catcher until saw him on the uh, starting lineup to, to catch one of the games, and he's done quite well. 
That one in there called strike one. So, and I, you know, it's extremely rare for anybody, no matter how good you are. And, uh, but, you know, some of these players, you know, they do have pro- professional aspirations. And as Fuller asks for and is granted time by the home plate umpire. Wasted pitch there, but. Being able to catch is the quickest way to get to the major leagues if you're fortunate enough. Um, Even if you're, you know, they only need you to catch a few innings here and there. 3-1 offering is wide of its mark, so back-to-back walk issues with two outs here. So now this will be T.J. Rockerbomber, the designated hitter. He's 0-for-1. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing is a couple nights ago we actually had a scout here from the Giants. He was here watching uh, watching a couple players. And really, well, I guess it was a week ago because it was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And he was here watching and observing. And, you know, that's really encouraging exciting for the players. And that pitch upstairs and inside ball one. Well, a, good, a good scout is going to leave no stone unturned. Um uh, like I say, if you remember the movie The Rookie, starring uh, Dennis Quaid as Jim Morris, the scout said to him, if I get a guy that's 38 years old, I'm going to get laughed at. But if I overlook a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, I'm going to get fired. Right. You're exactly right on that. And, you know, and that's that's the thing is uh, here for these, these uh, players for the summer, you know, there's many, many other leagues they could choose to come play at it spend their summer with so for them to choose to come play in the mink league and play for the renegades you know that obviously is what what we want and so you know we promise as much as we can we want to deliver on those promises but really we tell them we're going to give them good quality baseball for two months good quality of bats good quality pitching good quality time wherever they're at on the field that one fouled back so even to one and one that's that's something that uh, as a league you know we work really hard on to to build that on is that promise that if they choose to come spend their time at one of the nine cities that have a mink league team that it's going to be time well spent and they're they're going to get those quality looks because there's a lot of leagues out there that are not quality they're not getting good pitchers they're not getting good players it's just how would i say it's a garbage league the best way i could put it so we want to make sure that we're upholding that and you know by having the scouts here and those type of things that that really opens those eyes to say yeah you know this is somewhere that I do want to come play because even though, you know, it's a smaller summer collegiate league, there's still opportunities and still scouts that are looking at them. Yeah. And, and baseball players want to play baseball. They want to play baseball. And this gives kids. That one hits Rocker Bomber on the elbow. He put his elbows up just to protect his face as it was coming in, a little chin music. So he. It's credit for a hit by pitch, standing on first base, but now the base is loaded with two outs here as Colby Ott steps in. So I know it's baseball bingo night as well. Here is when it Wednesdays. So a a grand slam has been on a lot of cards so far this season as we played a lot of Wednesday night games, and nobody's had a grand slam yet. That one is going to get by the catcher. As Mattishak did not come home. I don't know if Jack got a good read off of that. That that ball hit the concrete and bounced, oh, 
between a third and halfway, kind of up the right field first baseline. I think if Jack had gotten a good view of it, um, he could have scampered home. Yeah, there was a lot of legs there blocking the view. So now it'll be one ball, no strike count to on here. Sarabia has the bases loaded here with two outs. 1-0 offering. That one's going to be in there called strike one. So. No, it's 0-2. He swung at the first, he swung at the oh, you're first right. pitch. You're right. I was too busy watching the ball trickle up the field. So 0-2 count now. Again, this will be the perfect time to hit a grand slam here with an 0-2 count, two outs. Yeah, that one of the... One of the uh, host mothers uh, uh, came over after the after the game and hollered at TJ. Said, "I was so close. I needed a grand slam for bingo." I'm, I'm pretty sure if we see a grand slam, there's going to be about 40 bingos. Yeah, that one's upstairs, so we'll go two and two. It might be more than that, but I think that's what several people are missing on their bingo card. So you're liable to hear bingos and then see a whole lot of people run into the. Uh, ticket booth to claim their prize so two balls and two strikes again bases loaded two outs here renegades lead one to nothing Ott is at bat next pitch on its way that one quite a bit outside so now we go full at three balls two strikes uh, the one thing the renegades are really doing pretty well right now is they're working on Sarabia's pitch count um, he's been to well he was to, he's been to three balls to every batter except for rock and bomber and it was two and one when the pitch hit him, so that would have been a third ball had it not hit him. So they're working on Sarabia's uh, pitch count, getting it up there, maybe getting him out of there. And Long look in here by Sarabia, payoff pitch on its way. They say that one is strike three called, so the backwards K put in the scorebook, and the Renegades strand the bases loaded. No runs, no hits, no errors. Three left on the base path. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Well, the Renegades had an opportunity there, but could not push any runs across as they had bases loaded. Could not... Find a way to put any runs through. Hope that does not come back to bite them here as the game progresses as we go to the top of the fourth inning. Again, Renegades 
Lead by a score of one to nothing. Had that one run on two hits, no errors, five left on base, no runs, three hits, no errors, two left on base for the Griffins. Now batting for the Griffins, Andrew Pickering. So we'll go back to the four, five, and six hitters. This is Pickering, Piazza, and Gray. Pickering had a single his last and only at bat so far here in this second game of the doubleheader. First pitch from Carriker, swing and a miss for strike one. Had it way off balance with that off-speed pitch. Yeah, it wasn't even really close. So Carriker, in long look in, gets the sign from Fuller. 0-1 offering. That one, nice job of Fuller to slide over and keep that in front of him. Carriker's off-speed stuff's been looking pretty effective tonight. He's thrown a few nice curveballs and... Yeah, it just kind of takes enough off of it that really gets the players out of sync. 1-1 one, one offering. There's going to be a ball that's well hit. That's going to get down into the gap. It'll be cut off Uh-oh. by Forte. Nope. Nope, went past him. So that'll be Mattishak gets it and relays it into second. So now Pickering has a single, now a double. Well, he's two for two here so far. He's seeing the ball well. Halfway to the cycle and doing it naturally. So now this will be first baseman, Luke Piazza. He is 0 for 1 in the game here, second game of our doubleheader, game one. Win in favor of the Renegades, 5-2. to two. They're looking to sweep the Griffins here in the doubleheader. This game, two of six games over the next three and a half days. That first pitch called strike one on the outside corner. Seth Gray in the on-deck circle. He struck out his last at-bat. So Carriker in a righty versus lefty matchup here. Piazza, a left-handed batter. Carriker looks in. 0-1 offering. That's going to be a ball. Got too far under it. Going back on it is Hopkins. Still going back. He'll make the grab. We're out number one. He read that all the way. Camped out underneath it. Gets the first out of the inning. So now third baseman Seth Gray steps Seth in. Again, he Gray. struck out in the top of the second inning. We play here in the top of the fourth. You know, you talked about uh, talked about the players, though. Baseball players just wanted to play baseball, and we've had a few rainouts, had a few games that have had to be changed, and, you know, that really, I know, frustrates them because that's what they plan to do. They plan to come here and play 40-plus games over the two months in June and July. That pitch upstairs inside, ball one. I have not heard if they're going to be able to make up the three games in Iowa that they lost very early in the season. Um, They were playing a doubleheader in Carroll and got the first game in, but got the second game rained out. And the next day, they were supposed to play a twin bill in Des Moines. And they didn't get that in, and that ball... Trying to get a diving grab is Matashak, and he cannot do so. He's still laying down on his stomach. As that just barely stayed fair, Matashak gets up. He'll walk back as no from first base, getting out on the horse to go out and get it. As Gray just plops it down there on the first base line. I don't think you could have uh, 
lobbed the ball up there any perfectly. And uh, Pickering uh, didn't want to take the risk of getting doubled off in case Matichak was able to make the catch. So he was waiting to see if the ball would fall or not. Or And so he only advanced a third on the double by Seth Gray. Matichak was just inches away from catching that ball. So it'll be one out runners on second and third now. First pitch upstairs inside to Noakes, ball one. So one ball, no strike count. Again, one out, two runners on. Carriker's next pitch, that one upstairs, ball two. You know, just like you said about the ball players wanting to play games, just like them, I want to call games. I want to get as many games on the air. So they get frustrated when games get rained out. I do too. We all do. Ben does as well. I know he's been doing a great job filling in for me. Been a huge asset to the broadcast team. That one misses, so count goes 3-0. You know, I get frustrated too when my games get canceled, uh, especially in the spring or the fall because uh, I get a lot of work in on the baseball and softball field during the fall and during the spring during my Doing my day job as the sports editor of the Eldon Advertiser, covering five high schools. Absolutely. I know that keeps you pretty pretty busy. Yeah, and believe it or not, fall sports practice is going to begin exactly four weeks from Monday. I know. It doesn't seem possible. So. We'll just have enough time to get through the Renegade season and take a quick breather, and then it'll be time for fall sports. That one in there for called strike one. Going to try to increase our coverage. At uh, Southern Moon Football this fall, so we plan to do that again. See, see you. I believe will be you'll be in our neck of the woods yes. as Eldon will come to Ashland and play Southern Boone on the road. Yes, we'll be, we be at your house. Three balls, one strike. That one in there for strike two. So battling back is Carriker. Also yeah. going to try to cover some Lady Eagles softball as well this fall. Get some of their games in and. Uh, then, of course, really we're just going to try to cover as much as we can for Southern Boone. I, I actually think the softball squad plays at Eldon uh, pretty much pretty early in the season. I'd have to go back and look at my schedule. Payoff pitch. That mm. one misses low, so base is loaded now. Yeah, I'll be honest. We've been so busy with Renegades baseball. I haven't really looked at the softball schedule. I haven't really, I haven't really looked at much of anything. I, I have looked at the football schedule, but I uh, really haven't looked in depth at anything just because we've been busy and – you know, it, people don't realize how much time it takes, uh, you know, when you play the 46, 40, 44, 46 games, somewhere around there. Of course, it depends on the weather a lot of times. But plus any postseason play that happens over a period of, of 60 days, um, a little less than 60 days. It's really about seven weeks all those games are played. So, it, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot. Plus, as you were talking about your day job, I have a regular day job as well. So it keeps me busy as well. So, um, but uh, yeah, we're going to try to do as much as we can. Had a lot of had a good time covering uh, football last season for Southern Boone. Got to do some of the Hallsville playoff games as well, and uh, then do area high school basketball. Really enjoyed. We got over did some Harrisburg games, Father Tolton games. We'll try to do as many of those as we can as well, and then uh, then do some baseball again. I unfortunately just bad luck on my part. I I called the first two games for Southern Boone and then. I had to step away and had some things I needed to take care of and didn't get to do any more of their games this season, but congratulations to them on winning the state championship. Yeah, uh, Mid-Missouri was the baseball, yes. high school baseball capital of Missouri yes. 
four area teams winning state championships in classes one through four. Um, of course, I was fortunate enough. Uh, St. Elizabeth is a school that I cover. They won class one. Uh, Russellville is a school that I used to cover up until two or three years ago. They win class two. Uh, Father Tolton, There's regional a- Catholic high school. Ball hit into center field. Forte will camp under it. He's going to make the grab and throw down a third base. So the run will score, but they will stop some of the bleeding at least. So that will be out number two. As I was saying, Southern Boot, Father Tolton uh, won class three. And, of course, the Southern Boone Eagles, uh, your class four baseball champions. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good baseball here. In central Missouri, um, Coach Renegades coach Mike DeBella coaches the Blair Oaks Falcons, and quite frankly, they were a team that always has Final Four aspirations. Uh, they were just in the same district as uh, Blair Oaks this year, or Southern Boone this year, I mean. Our next batter will be Mo DeLeon, the designated hitter of that pitch misses, ball one. Yeah, they. Uh, you're right. There was some great baseball, some great squads. Mid-Missouri well, well, well represented like I said, didn't get to go along for much of the ride this year, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't cheering on Southern Boone. I also was cheering on, of course, with uh, Mike and the Blair Oaks Falcons, cheering them on that piss uh, that that misses ball too. So cheering them on as well as, uh, you know, we get to see a lot of good baseball. We obviously pull some players from those teams and want them to have good high school careers and just a good way for Southern Boone to cap off a great senior year for their senior squad who really came together and Brought a championship home. There's going to be a ball that's ripped into left field as that will get through. Now it will be runners at first, second, and third as throw comes into Fuller. It's a nice throw from Perkins. That was on the money. That would have been an out dead in the water had Gray taken off to home. And that, that ball was hit pretty hard, and uh, – Perkins came in, and, you know, as we've said, Perkins pitches a little bit, so he, you know he's got the arm strength. So let's see if we can get this third out, keep this game tied at 1-1. So now it'll be back to the top of the lineup and shortstop Caleb Chance as we're tied at one apiece. First pitch to Carriker from Carriker rather. It's upstairs, ball one. So that'll be... One ball, no strikes. Again, two outs here on the board. We're tied at one apiece here as we play in the top of the fourth inning. 1-0 offering. That one caught the outside part of the plate. Evens the count, one ball and one strike. Really, if you look at it, too, not to be biased, but uh, there were some good sports all the way around this last year. Hallsville had a good run with girls basketball, making it uh, deep into the playoffs there. Did some of their games, had a chance to call some of their games as well. That one missed outside, so that takes it two balls and one strike. I know Southern Boone has some good soccer teams as well. Uh, St. Elizabeth's, uh, St. Elizabeth, their softball team finished third. Their boys' basketball team finished third. And their girls' basketball team won a district title. And St. Elizabeth is a school. You look up there in Roman on the mission site there, Roman is about 75. Right. There's a big swing and a miss for strike two. Yeah, that's the thing is this, a lot of these schools we're talking about, they're they're tiny compared to 
some of the buzzsaw teams that they run up against, and they've held their own. And St. Elizabeth is not afraid to play the big boys. Um, they play Blair Oaks in both boys basketball and baseball. Uh, St. Uh, Elizabeth's six baseball losses this year, five of the six losses came to teams who were ranked at one point or another during the season, and every single loss was to at least a class two or larger school, and actually only one of those six losses was to a class two. The other five were all uh, class four, five, and six. So that pitch misses. We'll go full. Now the carousel will begin. Two outs, three, two pitch. That one's hit on the end of the bat. Again into right field. Everybody conversing on it. Making the grab is Ott for out number three. He had to get on the horse, but he makes the -the over-the-shoulder grab for out number three. Boy, that got me a little nervous right there. Yeah, that was was a shot almost into the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that just looked very familiar to what we saw just a little bit ago. So they leave the bases loaded as we'll go to the next frame, tied at one apiece. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. We go to the... Next frame tied at one apiece. This will be the bottom of the fourth inning. Forgot to turn my page here. You know, just like it's hard on these players to do doubleheaders, I just blanked on what inning we were in, what was happening, where we were at, what we were doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also might be because I'm trying to finish eating my dinner, too, between innings. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've had that problem many a time. Uh dinner at whatever ball game I happen to be covering. Um, I'll say I, around here not it's not bad, but a lot of the games I did in Southwest Missouri, they wouldn't even open the concession stand Andrew until Ingarten. after things got underway, and I'm like, I, I can't run down in the middle of the football broadcast to get something to yeah. eat. So so we'll go to batters 7, 8, and 9 here is where we'll start. This will be Andrew M. Garten and Ian Nolf, and then Taylor Hopkins will be the three that are due up here. Hopefully 
Trying to get some runs back and give the Renegades a lead as we're tied at one apiece. First pitch to M. Garten. High ball one. Not sure. You may have had a couple of players over here that might have wanted to check in with you a little bit. I think they might be coming to do the Hey Baby dance. That may Maybe. be it. So one ball, one strike count. I sort of opened uh, Pandora's box of sorts. We borrowed that from our friends down at Savannah, the Savannah Bananas. They do that. And- they they are absolutely hilarious. They're like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball now. We had a chance, Mike and uh, Mindy and myself and Dwayne. <coughs> pardon me, all had a chance to go to the game in Kansas City and check them out. And for sure, they are the real deal. They for sure put fans first and have a lot of fun at the ballpark. And so we borrowed some ideas, brought some ideas back to them uh, from that game that we want to do. That one's going to be sliced foul. Trying to get over to the third baseman. He'll dive. Did he make the grab? Yes, he they did. He did. He went sliding into the gravel over there near the, uh, in a foul territory, made a sliding, made a very nice sliding catch. Uh, that'll be the third baseman. That is Gray. So Gray gets out number one. Now this will be first baseman Ian Nolf. He's 0 for 1, struck out. As I said, though, we got to go down to Kansas City to watch him play the Monarchs and had a great time there, borrowed some ideas. And, uh, hey, baby, dance was one of them. So we just got to work on ours, get a little more smoother with it, and then I think we're going to be up to issue a challenge to them. We've got a couple of the board members who are really good at it, I think. That one swung on and missed for strike one. I get up and do it. I'll, I'll be honest, I much more rather enjoy leading the uh, leading the fans than I do doing it. Because if I'm leading them, I don't have to do it as much. I can just instruct them how to do it. But we have a lot of fun when we do that. That one misses ball two. Sorry, ball one. I See, I'm all crossed up. Not one ball, one strike count. What one, one? I uh, watch a lot of their uh, Facebook videos, and I saw one today that was really impressive. Uh, the uh, batter was walking up to the plate, but he was riding uh, one of those little yep. white folding tables, yep. and the players were, like, rolling him along. Yep. He was riding it like a surfboard yeah. almost. Yep. And yeah. he got a hit and drove in a run, and the guy came – the runner who scored the run. That one called strike three, so out number two. Or came in and he did like Moses. Waved his bat to the left and all the players went to the left. And then he waved it to the right and all the players went to the right. And then he slammed the bat down to the ground and the players parted just like the Red Sea. You know, they, they had one too when we were in Kansas City. Uh, uh, Johnny Johnny Gomes came out mm-hmm. and played. And that was a lot of fun to see him. We got Autograph, talked to him for a little bit after the game as that first pitch there to Hopkins is called strike one. But he came out from center field with a great big American flag. We tried to get one of our Renegades players to do that. Nobody signed up for it. I said the only thing we need to do is put uh, some sparklers on or maybe some Roman candles as they run out. They'd be shooting off. But none of the players have taken us up on that offer yet. So one ball, one strike count to Hopkins. Next pitch on its way, that one in the dirt. I think it would be cool if we could get Adonis to uh, dress up like Uncle Sam, like uh, Apollo Creed did in Rocky Three. That'd be that'd be okay. So if you haven't done so, be sure and check out Savannah Bananas. They're on social media platforms. They're really changing the way baseball is potentially going to be played in the future. That pitch misses. Three balls, one strike. Johnny Johnny Gomes was a folk hero in Kansas City, a longtime Royals nemesis, but. Uh, he went to the Royals in 2015 for the stretch run yep. and had an epic mic drop at the uh, World Series Celebration Parade. That one in there for called strike two. 
Yeah, we had a lot of fun there, and, you know, they're – there are obviously some things, so they play entertainment baseball. They do have a Coastal Plains League team as well that uh, plays by the traditional rules, but they, they make it fun. Payoff pitch, that ball's going to be a little blooper. Coming in, making the grab at the shoestrings is the second baseman, so that'll be out number three. So we will go to the top of the fifth. So let's take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need Need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? See, we're getting better at the Hey Baby dance for sure. Had some players come out and dance with us. Had our board members, our interns. Most importantly, we had a lot of fans hanging out with it us. Looks like uh, maybe Joe Hertzler and uh, maybe Jackson Lovich. Yep, those two were there. So having a great time. We have a new pitcher here. So this is David Welch. David Welch. He's new to the. He's new to the club. We're number zero from Searcy, Arkansas. From Searcy, Arkansas. Davis Welch. Davis Welch. He's from Searcy, Arkansas. Plays at Harding. He's a six foot, hundred and eighty-five pound sophomore. He is a lefty. Ah. He's one of those guys we knew was coming, but didn't know what he was going to get here. Uh, no, he actually throws with the other left. Well, it says left-hander in my sheet, but yeah, apparently he's he's a he's an unconventional left-hander. Yes, <laughs> I blame that on Ashley. She had a typo here. Yeah, he most definitely is a right-handed pitcher. That one's going to be fouled out, so we'll even the count at one ball and two strikes. Sorry, one ball. One what a one! Oh. Uh, a rare error by me. I had it at two zero previously. I just I quit counting the errors because I'd still be counting for me. I just quit keeping track of them. So this is Jay Schneider, the Martino, and Pickering will be due up one one count. Oops. Next pitch, that one is going to be fouled. So we'll go one two. 
in Welch. On the mount, new Renegade, making his Renegade's debut, I should say, tonight. Product of Searcy, Arkansas, plays at Harding. So glad to have him a part of the squad now. Yep. Anytime we can get pitchers after the midway point of the season is a good day. That's right. One-two offering on its way. That one just misses a bit upstairs. We go two balls, two strikes. And I wonder if Mike Tamilla plans it that way. You know, I know uh, I know for Xander Lovin, he, he was a returning player from last year. He had some things that he had to do in June, so we knew he was coming. He just wouldn't be here until July. That was going to be a slow roller. Bounced over the head of the pitcher. Gloved by Ott over to first to Nolfe in time for out number one. The 4-3 put out. Now this will be center fielder and Nick Martino. So, yeah, we, we knew he was coming. We just didn't know exactly when he'd be ready to get the start. But uh, had some things that he just needed to take care of and needed to finish up. So, you know, he's one of those guys that, that you for sure want to have back on the squad if you can. And he uh, played with us last year, then went on to play for the, I forgot the town, but the Honkers. Okay. He played, yeah, he played up in the Northwoods League for the somebody Honkers. That's all I can remember. <laughs> we got some interesting team names. That pitch downstairs, ball one. They've got the Dock Spiders and the Honkers and the – it's the only two I can think of offhand. So, yeah, uh, more and more the uh, minor leagues or the independent leagues uh, um, are, uh, you know, come up with some, uh, oh, unique nicknames. Right. Um, got a friend who's calling for the Zookeepers. That's their team is which, the Zookeepers. Which I think kind of harkens back to the days – you know, when, uh, when minor league teams, you know, would have, there was class AAA, AA, A, B, C, and D. Right. And a lot of these teams would be, a lot of, and a lot of teams would be called, well, if you had uh, a team sponsored by the meatpacking plant, they'd be called the Columbia Meatpackers or whatever. Right. 2-1 offering, that one downstairs. So we'll go three balls and one strike. Yeah, there are some very interesting. I know uh, one of the teams that, that the Savannah Bananas plays, the Macon Bacon. Macon Bacon. That's one of the teams they play pretty pretty regular. They have a breakfast bowl or something they compete for, some, <laughs> something like that. That one's going to be hit a mile in the air as Welsh points up to it. Coming in is Ott. He'll camp under it, make the grab for out number two. Yeah, they have a, a series they play, and I think that's what it is, is the breakfast bowl. So, you know, even our own uh, St. Joseph Mustangs, they're going to be playing – I should say they have played a few, and we'll have a few more, but they're playing, I think, five games this season as the uh, St. Joe Tenderloins. So this will be Andrew Pickering stepping in, but they have a partnership with, I guess St. Joe is like the the self-imposed tenderloin capital of the world or something like that, so they've got a, a deal. They partnered with a restaurant there. It's a bouncing ball. is going to be to first. It'll be gloved by Nolf. He'll take it himself. For out number three, we'll get back to that thought here after we take this break as we'll go to the bottom half of the fifth inning as we're still tied at one apiece. You're listening to exclusive coverage, Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others. Drive safely and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns 
by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning, still tied at one to one. As Renegades went down in order their last frame, so they're going to bring batters one, two, and three. It'll be Forte, Perkins, and Matishak will be the three up, uh, three do up. But as I was saying for St. Joe, they've got a partnership with one of the, uh, maybe a couple of local restaurants, but one for sure, that if you go there and you order a tenderloin, you get a couple of tickets to see one of their games this season, and they've got five games where they're playing as the Tenderloins have a have a new logo and everything. They're going to have some, had some jerseys made they'll be wearing. They're going to do a progressive silent auction on them throughout those games as well with the money going to the food bank or something something very similar to that. But okay. really cool promotion, a really really neat thing they're doing, particularly because the money that they're raising goes to the, to the food bank or the uh, whatever similar program they have there yeah. in St. Joe. So really cool thing, but you know, most importantly, it got me thinking to say, hey, we need to come up with something to do next year so we can rebrand our team as some other team for a game or two and do something yeah, do, do something so. fun like that. I don't know what, but we'll come up with something. It's always, yeah, it's always good. You know, I uh, the two the two programs that are kind of near and dear to my heart in Eldon are what's called the Mustang Packs, which provides uh, uh, food for um, needy. Uh, school students yep, who oftentimes don't have uh, enough to eat over the weekends, they uh, package put together some packages of some foods that are you know that they can prepare easily and to enable them to have some uh, food over the weekend. And the program that we're doing at our church is called the Baby Grace Program, which distributes uh, diapers. Uh, we distribute diapers and formula, and uh, we provide meals. Uh, you know, uh, we just celebrated our first anniversary of the program uh, last month, and we uh, served up about 179 meals that night. Wow, that's great. Our next our next distribution is uh, next Wednesday. That's We wonderful. do it the second Wednesday of every month. There's a big swing and a miss there, so Forte will be still ahead in the count of two balls, one strike. But, yeah, that sounds like that program has had a successful first year and really looking to keep building on the success. And well, It's been so, so, so successful that it was named the uh, – um, organization of the year by the Eldon Chamber of Commerce. Well, that's awesome. So three balls, one strike. Is that pitch was inside? So very, very, uh, very happy to uh, be a small part of it. My wife also uh, is a part of it. She makes a lot of the desserts that we give out uh, with the that's, meals. That's the best part. Yes, it's always the best part. And we're Methodists, so we actually know how to cook. Uh, <laughs> three balls and one strike. That one swung on and missed. So we'll go full of three and two. I'll tell you, I make a pretty mean brownie mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's that's my go-to when we feed players after the games. That's my go-to is I'll bring a couple pans of brownies, a couple, three or four of them, and that one's going to be fouled back, so we'll do it again. Because, you know, you really can't mess up brownies too bad, and it doesn't matter. Everybody loves brownies. So that's right. So it's a win-win across the board. 
So we're still full, three balls and two strikes. Again, we're tied at one-to-one as we play here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Renegades hosting the Griffins here. Payoff pitch, that one inside, so Adonis will be issued another free base. You know what happened last time he got a leadoff walk? He was able to advance all the way around and score that one run. So maybe we'll have deja vu here as Perkins will step in. Well, so far on the day, he's walked four times, and two of those times he has scored. He also uh, singled um, in the seventh inning in game one, and, of course, came around. We know what happened there as he came around to score. As an evaded coach is coming out, um, looks like we're going to have a looks like we're going to have a pitching change, but we'll see. Uh, we're going to have a big powwow. I don't know if we'll have a pitching change, however, for or Sarabia. He called the pitching coach out, so I don't know if they're so, just wanting to talk about. Just want to talk about something. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that could signify, say, oh, I'm not feeling real good. Yeah, maybe a little tightness in his arm. Yeah. Could could be a lot of things, but. So we'll, they're going to have a meeting here. and We'll see. And uh, Chris Haddock is going out to encourage him to hurry up. I think somebody just got up in the Nevada bullpen. Uh, I do see a little action down there. So I wonder if he was just getting a precursor. Uh, he actually, uh, his first th- in his first two innings, he threw 31 pitches. Well, he threw 33 pitches in the third inning. And then he came back with a 14-pitch uh, fourth inning. So he was at 78 going into this one. So he's past the 80 mark. Yeah, I don't know how far his leash will be, but he's getting up there in pitches. So Forte on first base. This is Perkins. First pitch to him. This is ball one. So I would say to our listeners, if you have any ideas of what we should call ourselves, if we rebrand the team for a game or two or half dozen, you can always send me a message, send Show Me Sports Network a message, and give us your suggestions and pass that on to the board. 1-0 offering, that one upstairs, outside ball two. Nope, called a strike. Too late. I was looking down on my paper, so one ball, He's one a, strike count. Chris Haddock uh, is a little more deliberate than Blaine Murphy was. Uh, I, I think Haddock has actually done a pretty good job. I think his zone has been a little tighter than Blaine Murphy's was as we get a throw down to first base. Uh, but uh, Adonis was alert. That one missed two balls, one strike count. Said Forte on first base. Brought his dancing shoes with him. I don't think he leaves home without him. To be no, he honest. doesn't. Uh, and he obviously, he is a distraction when he's on the base pass. He takes a decent lead over there, and another throw over. But he's back, standing up, back safely. So Forte again dancing out there, first base. He'll start to go to second swing and a miss. He puts the brakes on, so that evens account. Two balls, two strikes. It's Rabia on the mound. Here pitching in the bottom of the fifth inning. Nobody out. Runner on first base. Mattishak will be in the on-deck circle. That one down central. Calls strike three. That'll be out number one. Perkins 0 for 3 now on the... Second game for a doubleheader. Now this will be Jack Matishak. He walked his last time up. Before that, he had an RBI single. Matishak looking to add to his RBI total for the season and for the day. He'll dig in on the left-hand side of the plate. And he is now really coming up on the back stretch, trying to chase down Adonis for the dirtiest uniform. 
that one upstairs, ball one, you're right. He does have, I think that was when he slid there. Yeah. And he, uh, slid out. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's that dirty, but it must be where he slid on that ball, try to catch that ball that just dropped fair down yeah. the. That, uh, well, that chat uh, over there. Uh, in front of in front of the dugouts and in the bullpens along there, it's it's a lighter color than the uh, uh, infield dirt. So two balls and two strikes. Sorry, two and zero oh rather. I was looking at the wrong thing. See, I'm I'm trying to do too much. That one misses ball three. I was thinking about one thing. Actually, to be honest, I was thinking about finishing my dinner and looking <laughs> at the scoreboard. <laughs> well, see, that's yeah. Food can always be a distraction. Uh, so three balls and no strikes. I had a couple of hot dogs in between games, but I'll probably have to stop somewhere and get a little bite before I make the 30-minute, 30 30-mile 30 drive home to Eldon. That one straight down central makes it three balls, one strike. Again, Forte on first base. He was issued a walk. Had a full count walk issued to him. So Adishak will dig back into the throwback, back safely. Is Forte. So three balls, one strike count. Again, one out here as we play in the bottom of the fifth. We're tied at one run apiece. Renegade's got one in the bottom of the first. Top of the fourth is when the Griffins got their run. 3 1 offering on its way. Donis is going to go to second. That one fouled off, so we'll have to do it again as that had been a good hit and run right there. That had that maybe got down in play somewhere, that might have had a chance to score him. Well, he was running on three one, so I'm going to say the chances are good. He's going to be taken up here at three two. Um, I'd either be the best coach or the worst coach because I'd send a player every pitch. I I actually I actually really enjoy the hit and run, like the hit and run. The payoff pitch that one fouled the other direction as that'll get out of play over the third base dugout. And he was not moving on the pitch. Uh, my theory on the my theory on the hit and run was is I always like to do it if my batter was ahead in the count, and it's always a good thing if you've got a hitter that's in a slump. You put the hit and run play with him on because it'll tell him to swing at a strike. Now the throw over to first base, Forte back safely. And a lot of times a player gets into a hitting slump because they don't swing at strikes. That pitch downstairs it was a payoff pitch, so one out walk, issue to Matashak. Somebody littering around here. Now batting for the Renegades, Luke Fuller. Now this will be Luke Fuller. Ashley Forte, Ashley. uh, Carty. Yeah, trying to throw some stuff down here at me. Forte moves over to second with that walk on first base. He is Matashak, so. Now we are going to get a new pitcher. The call has been made. Uh, To nobody. So I think the coach is going to pitch here. Let's see who this new pitcher is. Tall, like your right-hander. Number 24. 24 was on the mound. 42. No, 24 was who was pitching. At least that's what I thought his number was. No, I think Snobbery was 26. So we have a mystery player, but you know what that means? We can take a quick break, and I'm going to try to finish my dinner. <laughs> okay. As we'll be right back. Listen to exclusive coverage of 
Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. Well, new pitcher in the ball game. We tracked that down. I did get all my French fries. It's only taken me an hour and 50 minutes to do so. So this is Dryden Cousins as Fuller sees the first pitch from him go foul. As Luke Fuller, the catcher, steps in. He walked his last at-bat. Popped out to third base. So, yeah, one of the issues we've, we have had this season is some of the opposition's rosters are have not been available as readily as uh, definitely I would like and as our uh, the rest of us, you and uh, Joel doing the PA behind us would like. So sometimes we have to uh, well, scramble to find out players. Mike Harbert, the voice of the Griffins and the Tigers, he also did not know who it was. So he had to go track it down as well. well I think Mike's been... My, I think Mike's been around this a long, long, long time, yep. whereas I've only been around a long time. He's been doing this for pretty much, I think, since the uh, Griffins started, which was almost four decades ago. Now we're going to have a double steal. They'll throw down to third base. Adonis safely in there as he slides in, double steal. We saw that like deja vu. We saw that earlier. Yep, I, uh, as a young boy... I would read about the uh, exploits of the Nevada Griffins in the Joplin Globe uh, yep. when they were part of the National Baseball Congress. Yep, that was several years ago. They played in the NBC World Series a few times. That pitch upstairs to Fuller. Got him. Well, they say it clipped him on the way by. 
So now it's bases loaded. So TJ Rocker Bomber. Let's see if TJ could hit another home run here and get Grand Slam checked off our bingo list. We've not had it so far this season. Noakes trying to argue his case with the home plate umpire. So Rocker Bomber, we know he's got the power to send it over the fence as he sent us home a winner from game one of this doubleheader by a score of 5-2. to two. Now today's head coach is coming out to ask a question. Yeah, the ABC, we talked about the National Baseball Congress. They do the ABC World Series down in uh, Wichita. I don't remember where they do it. Yeah, Wichita, yeah, Wichita. Kansas, I think. Is... So they, uh, they do that there, and, you know, they play baseball around the clock at times. Yeah. So I've board opt several games at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, and Mike on had the call of the game from Wichita, and I was back in the studio board opping, so he's... Uh, I, w- I once was PAing an American Legion game in Wagner, Oklahoma at about 1.30 in the morning. We were doing a tournament, and we had a thunderstorm roll through, so we had a lengthy rain delay, and they kept on, and then <laughs> in the middle of that game, the fog rolled in. Right. <laughs> like I said, Mike's been the voice of the Griffins pretty much I'm I'm like 100% sure since their inception almost 40 years ago. So first pitch to Rocker Bomber outside part of the plate for strike one. As well, I've been the Renegade's official scorer since uh, its inception. So. That's You know, that's one thing that makes it hard, too, and being one of the new board members for the Renegades, and we talk about how other teams are doing, it's hard to compete because there's such a big gap. As that one downstairs as coming home is Adonis Hill score standing up. The wild pitch moves everybody around. And Adonis Forte crosses home plate on the wild pitch. And the Renegades regain the lead. That will move everybody around the base path is now Matashak on third. Fuller will be on second. Yeah, we... uh... You know, we had the play earlier where uh, uh, I think it was Matishak, uh didn't quite see it coming off, and he didn't uh, t- take off for home on a on a pitch that got away from the catcher. Uh, Adonis Forte, uh, he did not hesitate, he, and he was at full go in about two steps. Yep, he has a fast get up and go, that's for sure. So two balls, one strike count. Cousins looks in, next pitch on its way. Rocker Bomber is going to foul that one down the third base line, so we'll go even at two balls and two strikes. As I was saying, though, and being a new board member, talking about some of the things and what other teams are doing and where they're at, it's really hard to compare because Griffins have been around for, for almost 40 years. The uh, Mustangs have been around forever and a day. Clarinda has been around for like 100-plus years, it seems. I think they've played baseball as long as baseball's been a thing. So it's just it's hard to compare because these teams are in multiple you know, multiple decades they've competed. So 2-2 offering that one way outside. That missed everybody, gets to the screen. The Rocker Bomber will have a full count now as Matishak did not think about coming home there. So, you know, like I said, it's hard to com- it's hard to compare some of these things because you've had teams that I know from growing up in Nevada, you know, particularly something I've talked about with the host families is that they had host families that have now had their kids out of the house. So now it's grandparents and the kids that are now parents. And so they have two or three generations hosting now. That one misses low, so Rocker Bomber is issued a one-out walk as well. So it's hard to compare with, you know, that's something we wouldn't say struggle, but can be a struggle every uh, every year is making sure we get enough host families. 
Well, then you just got, you know, once we find some things that work, we'll stick with them. And, right. You know, I think that I think we do, I think we do a terrific job here at uh, trying to keep everybody entertained, um, have stuff for the kids to do. Um, you know, they do a lot of, you know, they do have the base runs on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Right. Uh, you know, they do a lot of, you know, the cleaning of the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually probably a unique thing. Um, and, and we have a lot of uh, traditional baseball stuff, you know, the first pitch. And, Absolutely. That's so Colby Ott, second baseman batting. He's even at one ball, one strike. Again, one out here. Base is loaded for Ott to step in here. Yeah, you're absolutely right, as we've got some things that are unique and, of course, some old baseball standards that we do. That one's fouled back. As Renegades lead here in the bottom of the fifth inning by a score of 2-1. to one. And this year we've really done a lot of things, especially on the promotional side. We've got Win It Wednesdays and Baseball Bingo tonight. Tomorrow night's Thankful Thursday. So I believe tomorrow is military folks, veterans, and military members can get in for $1 to the ballpark. 1-2 offering. That one gets by the catcher. So that'll make it two balls, two strikes. Mattishak does not come home on that either. Wise decision, I think, on his part. Is yeah, that I don't back. think it's necessarily to really make an effort to try to score on that because you could score. We can get him home. Uh, we don't need a base hit. Yeah, you, just, don't, you don't want to get the out right there right. for sure. We, we need a, a, a well-placed fly ball. We get something, anything through the infield is going to score a run. So two balls, two strikes. Cousins next pitch, that one down in the dirt. Catcher has to block it again, so we'll go full at three balls and two strikes. Imgarten in the on-deck circle. So, yeah, this year, like I said, we, we got Rowdy. Rowdy has made its way, although he, he must be uh, must be locked up in the in the uh, jailhouse, you know, in, or visiting the old saloon or something because yeah. he's, uh, he's not been here last couple games, but payoff pitch on its way. That one's going to be a bouncy uh, ball. That might be a double play. Is flipped to second to first. Oh, they say he's safe, and the run oh, scores. Ott legs it out, and the run will count as it's now a three-to-one Renegades lead. As Ott ends up halfway into the outfield, as he had the Jets going, and he legs it out. So double play is not completed. So M. Garten will step in now with two outs. His team has a two-run cushion. Uh, outstanding effort by Colby Ott. That's why you hit the ball. You go to first base as hard as you can in that situation. And because uh, it got his team an insurance run. Uh, turned to run. The, you know, the two most important runs is the run that turns a one-run lead into a two-run lead and a four-run lead into a five-run lead. Well, that pitch. In there for called strike one as the previous throw was over to first base. Back safely was Ott. So no balls and one strike. Again, two outs here. 3-1 lead in favor of the Renegades. That pitch is going to be upstairs. They're going to throw back. Ott back safely. Might want to think about sliding, diving back in there if it's any closer than that. So one ball, one strike count. Again, Cousins on the mound for the Griffins. Renegades lead by a score of 3-1. to one. They played it two here in this frame, looking to add a few more if possible. Two outs, though, on the scoreboard. Imgarten digs back in. Runner's going to go to second. There's a well-hit ball. It's going to go foul. As that was just fouled by several feet into the right field corner, that would have probably scored Ott, particularly with him going on the hit and run. 
would have most definitely scored Fuller from third. Yeah, yeah, that would have uh, turned a 3-1 lead into a 5-run lead. It was just got maybe a hair out in front and pulled it foul. A 1-2 offering on its way, that one in the dirt. Catcher stops that, two balls, two strikes. Didn't have home run distance, but it could have just nearly dropped in the corner there. And so Two balls, two strikes, two outs, two-run lead for the Renegades. That one's upstairs. And Colby Ott will be on the move again. He's going to go there. And a full count with two outs. He, he'll be off and running with the pitch as soon as he sees commitment. And we'll see if Andrew can come through again. So runner's going to go. <laughs> Ball was way upstairs as Imgarden doesn't even have to lift the bat, so he's issued a walk. So now Ott will go to second base. Now this will be Ian Nolf. He's the eighth batter here to come through. First baseman is 0 for 2, so good time to, for him to get off the 0 for Schneid. Yep, Ian could definitely use a any type of safe hit right here. Yeah, he just needs some grass somewhere. So two outs now as he steps in. Base is loaded. Fuller on third. As first pitch down in the dirt bounces across home. Fuller on third. Ott on second, Imgarten on first, as Nolf to bat here. So one ball, no strike count, again two outs here. We played with two outs, seems like for a while, but it's just been a couple batters. 1-0 offering on its way, that one upstairs, he laid off of it, so it'll be 2-0. We've had the bases loaded several times today in both games, and uh, so if we can get a big hit here, maybe... Really put a crooked number up on the scoreboard. That'll give us some breathing room. And 2-0 offering. There's going to be a ball hit in the center field. It's going to score at least two runs. As that will put two runs on the board as Nolf gets off the 0 for 2 Schneid and gets a two RBI single as Fuller and Ott come around to score. Now it's a 5-1 ball game in favor of the Renegades. All right, Ian Nolf comes through with a big hit. Now this will be Taylor Hopkins. He is batter number nine, so everybody has hit through in the starting lineup here in this bottom of the fifth inning. He is due up now. Two outs here, two runners on. First pitch to him downstairs and outside, ball one. Cousins has had some problem here finding his command. Runners again on second and third now. Sorry, first and second. They cleared him off of third and had the runner from second score. That one fouled off, so Hopkins will be even at the count. One ball, one strike. And runner on third had no problem. That was Fuller, obviously, with that single. And M. Garten, sorry, Ott scored from second. M. Garten moved over to second. Nolf had the two RBI single stands at first. 1-1 offering on its way. That one missed everybody. So runners will advance on a wild pitch. I thought that was going to hit Hopkins. He just stood there like a statue, let it go by. I think he just needs to, you know, put his 
Gluteus Maximus out a little more, and he might have a free base. Yeah, and that's the one place you definitely would don't mind getting hit is right there on the backside. Although it could still sting. I uh, was uh, covering a high school game in Boonville, and I was standing. I was actually taking pictures from the dugout, and had a foul ball ricochet off the back of the back wall of the dugout, and they ricocheted off and hit me square in the wallet, literally in the wallet, hit me in the back pocket where my wallet was. <laughs> Hope you had a lot of a lot of money in there to help pad it a little bit. Uh, wasn't necessarily a lot of money, but it was padded. Still felt it. And then two pitches later, another foul ball comes whizzing by my head. So I grab I grab the catcher's mask and put it on. So what I'm hearing you tell me is that if we're anywhere that's not behind a net, I should not stand close to you. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> so two balls and one strike to count. Again, two outs here. Runners on second and third now. 2-1 offering from Cousins. That one in the dirt. That doesn't get too far from the catcher. Hopkins again. Batter number nine to come through here as everybody batted around here in this frame. Three balls, one strike. Again, four runs have been put up. The Renegades lead by a score of 5-1. 3-1 offering from Cousins. That one fouled back. So we'll go full three balls and two strikes. Adonis Forte in the on-deck circle. He's already he's already been through one time. Looking to get some more dirt on that uniform. He has some spots that are not covered yet. Yeah. So three balls and two strikes. Payoff pitch. That one hit him, so Hopkins is going to be awarded a first. As now we'll go back to the top of the lineup. So now it'll be Adonis Forte. And we're going to have another pitching change as the uh, Nevada coach comes out for the second time this inning. Actually, the fourth time this inning. First time. Got to change your pitchers when you come out for the second time uh, for the same pitcher. So Adonis is going to face a new man. Number 30, we know that much. Yeah. Uh. All right, guys, we're going to do another drawing. Eli Parker, I believe, is the name. That's what we're going to go with. So Eli Parker enters the game here. He inherits bases loaded. So he inherits bases loaded, top of the lineup to bat, who started the inning off nine batters ago was Adonis Forte. He'll be... Welcoming the new pitcher in Eli Parker. Taking the mound for the Griffins, number 30, Eli Parker. So he will be the welcoming party for Parker as base is loaded here. Two outs. We've had bases loaded several times. Maybe we need to come up with our own version of the Sonic Slam. <laughs> I mean, I, okay I certainly don't think we can uh, run the risk of giving away $25,000. Well, you know, we tried. I had this brilliant idea to do a home run hole out somewhere in the outfield. So it probably would have been either left or right of the scoreboard just because of having some extra support there. But I wanted to put a big, like, four-foot or so bullseye out there with about a 16-inch hole in the middle. Mm -hmm. And if anybody hit a home run into that bullseye, we had to put a net on it. We checked on the insurance and stuff, had to put an ed, had, had to be verified by both head coaches 
and uh, uh, both umpires. But if anybody hit a hole, hit a home run into that hole, they'd win five thousand dollars. I thought that'd be a great promotion to bring people to the ballpark. But we we ended up not doing it this year. We couldn't find a sponsor for it. Is really what we were looking for yeah. to uh, to help offset some of the costs of that. But I thought what a great opportunity, great thing to come to the ballpark and possibly win five thousand dollars. Maybe we just need to put a side up, you know, put a put a picture put a picture of Rowdy on the top of the scoreboard. If you hit Rowdy, you get a free dinner at uh, Longhorn or uh, uh, Texas Roadhouse. That could be a good promotion. You know, always open to those ideas. Hit, and hit, hit a picture of Rowdy and he'd be up with his guns blazing. You have smoke coming out of his guns. Yeah, we saw, uh, who was it that hit? Somebody smoked a home run off the scoreboard. I don't even know when that was. That was this year. I don't remember who that did, but somebody just lit one up off the scoreboard. First time I've seen somebody hit the scoreboard. The here? Yeah. I don't remember what uh, game it was or who it was. Oh, shoot. So this will be Adonis Forte stepping in for the second time here in this inning as we still play in the bottom of the fifth inning. Might have been Nolan Drill. Yeah, I think that might have been. So that pitch called strike one. So again, two outs here, 0 1 count. As base is loaded, Forte at bat. He's got M. Garten on third, Nolf on second, Hopkins on first. So looking in to get the sign is Parker. 0 1 offering. That one bit upstairs. Evens the count, one ball, one strike. Again, two outs here. We're just past 10 o'clock here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gasway and Tom Collins with you from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. That one's going to be a well-hit ball. Left fielder going back on it. He's going to camp at the warning track. He'll make the grab for out number three. We had the fireworks, but just came up short. As four runs put up in the inning for the Renegades, so they lead by a score of 5-1. to one. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage, Renegades Baseball, here on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business running out of some of your favorite avon products and haven't seen an avon brochure in quite some time no need to worry avon independent sales representative michelle carty can help with your skin so soft makeup jewelry fragrance and skin care needs avon now carries cleaning supplies clothing daily essentials and several small lg electronic items you now have the opportunity to shop online 24 7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Well, still trying to tally up the damage done there in that 
bottom of the fifth inning for the Renegades. They set 10 batters to plate. They scored four runs, but here's the crazy thing is they have just two hits. I've only got them with one, but I did have one that I wasn't sure. I think I just forgot to mark what it was. Uh, yeah, you might. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think they only had one. They had more hit batters than they did hits in the yeah. inning. It's not they a good thing. They achieved about the maximum <laughs> with the minimum, as uh, Denny Matthews would say. Yeah, it's not a good thing to have more hit batters than hits in an inning. So now it'll be top of the sixth inning will go. It'll be batters five, six, and seven. This is Luke Piazza leading it off. He's asking for time. This Davis Welch on the mound. Again, making his Renegades debut from Searcy, Arkansas. Plays at Harding, a right-handed sophomore. Six-foot, 185-pound pitcher. First pitch misses, ball one. And it's probably been, eh, probably what, close to a good half hour since he last threw a pitch? Yeah, it, it has been a long while, that's for that sure. Was a, that was a long bottom of the fifth. We had two pitching changes. That pitch, that in there for called strike one, so even a one ball, one strike. That was about the longest half inning of baseball I've seen in a good while. 1-1 offering. That one's going to be a bouncing ball. Ott's going to go. He's going to glove. Flip to first in time as he backhands the flip for out number one. That goes as a 4-3 put out. Now it's to be third baseman and Seth Gray. Remember, go riding with Doc in North, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes of 1 to 100 or beyond. They do it all. Doc and Norm Direct, also the official transportation provider of the Renegades. They get us to all our games safely, efficiently, most importantly in style with a nice ice-cold air conditioner on board their buses. First pitch to Gray is inside ball one. Book your next adventure with Doc and Norm Direct. Call them 573-256-1991 or email them at reservations at moexpress.com. 1-0 offering. That one misses. Ball two. I would like to take a road trip one of these times. I, I would actually like to go to Iowa if we could get our my schedule at the office. And There's going to be a ball ripped into left field. That'll be a one-out single for Gray. Well, you know, the problem right now is when we go to Iowa, we don't seem to play a lot of baseball. Yeah. Last year we went down for four games and played one. And this year we went down for four games and played one. This will be his catcher, Grant Noakes. He walked his last time up, then hit into a 5-3 put out before that. This will be a good time to see something like a 6-4-3 double play or a 4-6-3 double play or a 5-4-3 or any combination of those. Any combination that equals two outs would be okay. Uh, Noakes digs in. First pitch to him. Outside, Fuller able to snag it on the way by. Now, uh, twins, former Twins... Hall of Fame pitcher, and and he was also ended up also being a very good um, television and radio announcer for the Twins. Uh, Burt Blylevin um, actually says the double play is not the pitcher's best friend. He says it's the pitcher's very good friend. That's true. However, the triple play is <laughs> he is what he says was the uh, pitcher's best friend. 
And uh, we did have the Renegades hit into one of those on the last home, last home game. Yeah, first time in a long time I've seen a triple play. So two balls, no strikes count. One out here. That pitch is going to get the outside part of the strike zone for strike one. I think I've seen four triple plays. Of course, one of them was uh, in uh, my brother's uh, Little League softball game once. <laughs> and, involved hey. a, and involved a lengthy rundown. You know what? It's still a triple play. Yeah. That's all that matters. So Welch will look at second. <laughs> Double look in there, but nobody's there. Time called by no by Noakes. So... Not sure exactly what Welch is looking at. Maybe just trying to find a place to center himself before he makes that next pitch. So, again, he'll get the sign, gets set. Two balls, one strike count. That pitch in there for called strike two. Now that makes it two and two. Again, one out, runner on first base. So we play here in the top of the sixth inning. Potentially, Griffin's down to just a handful of outs now. Welch, two balls, two strikes. Next delivery, that one just misses. Makes it three balls and two strikes. Did not miss by much. I think that's a pitch if there's two outs. I don't think I would want to take that a second time. Yeah. Yeah. So full count now as Welch looks at the runner on first base. That's Gray. Now I'll look back at second. Payoff pitch. That one upstairs, so walked him. So one out walk issued to Noakes. So now Mason Eastman, the left fielder, he is stepping in now. Right handed batter. Mason Eastman. Drove in. Drove in the Griffin's only run. Uh, today with a sacrifice fly to center field. And a sack fly and then popped out to the catcher in foul territory. I think he chased uh, Forte to the furthest reaches of right center field with his sacrifice fly. That one's going to be sliced foul. So he'll be down in the count at 0-1. Now our game two hours and 12 minutes old right now. We started right up at 8 o'clock. Not too bad for a doubleheader, only be an hour behind. Yeah. Well, I'm at the, I think I timed the first game at uh, 2.16. Started at 5.05. So, and this game has been a little bit at a slower pace than the first game was. But, uh, of course, we just batted for about 20 <laughs> minutes or so. Right. Oh-one offering will be forthcoming as Welch checks the runner at second. Second look in, he'll show bunt. He'll lay it down as Welch will glove, throw to first, and ball goes into right field, diving stop by Ott as he saves the day. Johnny on the spot, and everybody's going to be safe as base is loaded with one out. What do you rule that one? I'm going to call it a sacrifice and an error one. So it goes as a sacrifice in an E1. There's going to be a ball fouled back to um, Mo De Leon. 
It was a very well-executed sacrifice bunt. Uh, it really wasn't necessarily a, the toughest throw, but it was a throw. And it looked like the throw and the runner both reached the base at the same time. That one downstairs to DeLeon. And I'm almost not certain if there could have been uh, an interference call. I was kind of wondering I, that myself, too. Because uh, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if Eastman was in the box. I don't think he was out of the box, but I'm not sure if he was in the uh, runner's lane, which goes uh, 45 feet to the first base bag. 1-1 offering. That one's going to be fouled out of play. Now that'll make Daly on down in the count of one ball and two strikes. But Colby Ott was hustling again on the play and was there to back it up to prevent further damage being done and we still have the double play in order and so daily on down in the count with bases loaded here and one out one ball two strike count davis welch is one pitch away from getting out of this inning that pitch that's going to be hit on the money oh. off the glove of nolf at first base and everybody's going to be safe for that, the run scores that was that was wicked and i know you're going i know ian nolf will tell you he should have had that i most definitely would not have Got a glove on that if I was playing on first base. I don't base. think I would have either, so we'll just uh, call that an infield hit. Uh, it was pre- it was pretty well hit, and <sighs> yeah, it's just it's just a a tough play. It's yeah. just it's just a bullet shot yeah. right there at him on first base, and you just have to go off instinct. And he yeah. threw the glove out, but was not able to put a glove on it. So, and, and that's not ordinary effort. That is not ordinary effort. That would uh, he makes that play. Uh, even if a run scores, he's going to get a nice hand. He'll get a nice hand from everybody. Uh, first base and third base are more reactionary positions than your middle infield positions. Um, ball comes at you really, really hard. I think the only way he can grab that is he's got to have one of those supersized 18, 22, 24 inch gloves that are comical to see because they're so ginormous that's the only way he can put a glove on it and it is uh a first baseman is not easy to uh field ground balls on first pitch chance is fouled off caleb chance the shortstop fouls that one off so he'll be down in the count at 0 and 1 and the other thing it says in the any other thing it says in the score in the rule book for official scores is when in doubt give the benefit to the hitter or the home team <laughs> oh, one offering that one upstairs. So if you and if you get your, if the listeners at home, you know, if you want to check it out, there, yes, there are rules for official scores. It's part of the uh, baseball rules book. So one ball, one strike count. Again, one out. Bases still filled. Uh, yeah. Welch looks in. One one offering. That one a bit high. Yep. I actually have a copy of the rules book on my computer at the office. And I'll go and look through the official scores uh, rules from time to time. And uh, almost every time I've gone through it, I've actually learned to, learned a little something new. Yeah, there's a lot of sections and subsections and sub-sub-subsections in it. So 2-1 offering that one in there for called strike two. I've glanced at it a few times. I'll be honest, it's been a minute since I, uh, since I looked at it. But I have looked at it a few times, perused it. And the, you know, the rules for scoring games really hasn't changed a whole lot in 100 and 
50-some-odd years of baseball. 2-2 offering, that one upstairs, so we'll go full. But as we talked about, Savannah Bananas, they're trying to change the game. They have no walks, no bunting. You get a walk, you can sprint to as many bases as you can until all nine players touch it for the other team. <laughs> so a payoff pitch, that one's going to be a little nubber. It's going to be down the first baseline. No full glove. Step on first for the out there, and the run right, will score. Well, and that was a good job there by Ian, just taking it easy, taking what was there in front of him, not trying to do Coming too much. Jason Snyder. This will be Jace Snyder stepping in now. Yeah, I agree. You take the out. You don't risk throwing it at home because if you airmail that and it gets down the line, yeah. multiple runs are going to score. Still got a two-run lead, and now we only have to get four more outs through this game. So, But it shows why those runs were important. Thank you. So now it'll be runners on second and third with two outs. Watch his first pitch to Snyder outside ball one. One ball, no strike count. Schneider will dig back in. Ouch. Very deliberate here. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It's going to be taken by Hopkins at short. He'll glove. Throw to first in time for out number three. That goes as a 6-3 put out and ends the inning. So a couple runs were scored, but... Renegades still have the lead as they will come to bat here as we go into the bottom of the sixth inning. So we'll take a quick break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage Renegades baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. And Renegades leading by a score of 5-3. They won game one of doubleheader action today in walk-off fashion as they won by a final of 5-2, to two, courtesy of a three-run home run by T.J. Rockerbomber. So 5-3 to three score in favor of the Renegades right now as they pointed four runs in the last half inning that went on for about half an hour or so, had two pitching changes, had... Three, four, if not four mound visits 
All kinds of happenings going on. So this will be batters two, three, and four. This will be Perkins to lead off, then Matishak and Fuller. So Brendan Perkins will be due up. He is 0 for 3 with a two strikeouts on the day. As Parker still on the mound for the Griffins. First pitch to Perkins. And they're called strike one. So it's Parker-Perkins matchup here. Pitcher and batter. The no balls in one strike. Next delivery from Parker on its way. There's a big swing by Perkins for strike number two. This a little late getting back on. I was texting Trevor because uh, he just sent me a text asking how we were doing. And uh, lo and behold, he ends up right here behind me. <laughs> 0-2 offering. That one's going to be a little Is blooper. It's going to be caught by the left fielder. Hung up there for the left fielder to make the play. Well, that got up in the airstream and just hung up enough for Eastman to come over to get the grab. Now this will be right fielder Jack Matashak. He's had a walk, Matishak. another walk. RBI single, scored a run as well, has had a stolen base in his efforts today as well. Jack has had a Jack has had a good day today. First pitch downstairs gets by everybody for ball one. Matishak trying to give Adonis Forte a run for his money on dirtiest uniform of the game. Double header, I guess I should say. Yeah, double header. Although uh, with Adonis, we're going to have to have two jerseys washed. That one fouled back, so leaving the count at one ball, one strike. River Oak Christian Academy. I think Jack was wearing 13 in game one, too. I think the 27 is actually his blue jersey number. He might be right about that. Some of the jerseys, they don't have correlating numbers. That one's going to be a ball hit off the end of the bat, though, as center fielder coming in still riding his horse in. He'll make the grab for out number two. He flies out to center field. Now this will be Luke Fuller. He was hit by a pitch his last time up, then scored, eventually scored, was part of that four-run Bottom of the fifth inning. There's the very first guy. It had ten batters come to plate in the bottom of the fifth. This game set for seven innings. Game two of our doubleheader. First offering over everybody's head. Fuller had to duck out of the way. So again, stepping back in. Is Fuller. He's ahead in the count at one ball and no strikes. Next pitch on its way. That one in the dirt. So we went high. Now we went low. Equals two balls, no strikes. And Parker on the mound for the Griffins. Fuller to bat. He is the catcher here for game two of our doubleheader. Renegades won game one by a score of five to two. They won it in walk-off fashion in the bottom of the seventh inning. Two outs. At a 3-2 count. There's going to be a bouncing ball. It's going to get through into left field. So Fuller has his first official hit of the day with two outs here. Been hit by pitch. He's walked. They will be standing on first base. The Renegades have five runs and only four base hits. (laughs) Yep. I said that inning they had more hit by pitches than they did. Actual hits. So I, I've always felt that kind of weird. I've had 
more than one coach tell me, oh, I love having more runs than hits. And, and I can actually see that. That uh, means you kind of take advantage of some stuff that's given to you, i.e. walks, hit batters, errors sometimes. Rocker Bomber will see the first one up high for ball one. So two outs here. As Parker again on the mound for the Griffins. One ball, no strike count. Rocker Bomber digging back in on the left-hand side of the plate. He won the game in walk-off fashion with a three-run home run. Tried to swing for the fences there, fouls it back. In game one, he sent that over that right field fence to win the game in the bottom of the seventh. I wonder if he ever got the ball. Uh, you might ask Ashley. She went out there to try to track it down. I don't know if she came back with it or not. One ball, one strike count. Again, two outs here. Runner on first base. That's Fuller. Parker's 1-1 offering. That one downstairs in the dirt. Fuller's going to take off for second. They'll throw in there. He's safe. So Fuller has a stolen base. So now it'll be a runner on second base here with two outs. 2-1 count. You know, not, not Nobody really knows this about me, but my initial plan was to do the very thing I'm doing right now. Do games on the radio. Well, there's always time. Always. Uh, I, you know, I think for, for a while my ultimate dream was to be the play-by-play guy for, you know, a professional team. 3-1 offering on its way. There's another ball that's hit in the air. Got too much under it, yeah, and it's going to hang up in the wind stream. It'll be caught yeah. in right field for out number three. So that will take us to the seventh inning. As still a 5-3 to three game in favor of the Renegades. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers experienced designers and master craftsmen youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers for more information search sawdust studios on facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com sawdust studios your community woodshop hi i'm retired army sergeant trent dirks and i want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever retrieving freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you experts from retrieving freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement retrieving freedom gave me the skilled service dog tracer who has been my best friend in my lifeline to find out more about how you can get involved volunteer foster or to donate visit their website retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. We go to the uh, top of the seventh inning here as the Renegades look to close it out here. They're three outs away from winning both games of the doubleheader as vice president for the Renegades, Steve Miner, running the Renegades flag around the field, trying to get those in attendance up on their feet. Had most of the fans, I think, have hung around. A few with youngsters have left early. 
understand that completely, but a lot of the fans have decided to hang out with us here at the ballpark in a long day. We started at 5 o'clock, so we've been playing baseball on and off for the last five and a half hours. So it'll be batters, 3, 4, and 5 come to plate. This is Martino, then Pickering, and then Piazza. Davis Welch back out to try to close this one out. He is in line for the win. He is the pitcher of record. He was on the mound when the Renegades took the lead. First offering, a bit low, ball one. So, and I don't know if ace reliever Tyler Schmitz, who was the winning pitcher in game one, if DeMello's going to, wants to come in and in case he needs to close close this one out. or That one in there for strike one. You know, he's been warmed up, so for sure it's a possibility. Didn't pitch much, didn't need him much in that first game. No. That one inside and low. Takes us two balls and one strike. Well, Tom, you've done a great job on air tonight, so if the uh, working for the paper doesn't work out for you, you can always... Think about another career and getting into the broadcasting. I've, I'm coming up on doing this for 20 years now, and it seems like that's more than half my life I've done broadcasts, which is pretty crazy. There's going to be a ball hit on the end, diving play at first by Nof. He'll flip to Welch for the out. Oh. That is a bang-bang play right there. That was a great play uh, by Nolf. Uh You know, he was kicking himself. He had the ball go off his glove previous inning. Uh, and he was kind of kicking the dirt after that. Uh, he redeemed himself right redeemed there. Redeemed himself right there, and uh, Davis Welch got off the mound and got there in a hurry. And that was a very nice play for the first out here in the top of the seventh. Andrew Pickering, the right fielder, due up now. First pitch to him downstairs, ball one. Yeah, I, I, uh, I also feel your sentiment about wanting to be on a pro team. Of course, if, if uh, I'm waiting for the Chiefs to call me for – them to say Mitch is ready to retire and they need me to take over, I will gladly <laughs> step up and do that in a heartbeat. Is that one's going to be foul? Going over is M. Garten, and he cannot make the grab in foul territory. So, but uh, you know, doing the radio, doing the radio games for the Jefferson City Renegades, helping you out, do, being your color commentator for a game or two. I appreciate uh, it. Just as much fun. Just as much fun. Well, uh, like like I said, if Chiefs ever call, I interned with them, so they do know who I am. Okay. So. I don't think Mitch is going to be ready to retire for a few seasons still, but uh, when he is, I'm expecting them to call me up to take over for him. Take so, right away, yeah. one ball, one strike count. That one a bit upstairs, so that'll make it two balls, two strikes. Mm. But you know, that's the thing is, I've had the opportunity to call everything from high school and some some uh, younger games to professional stuff and a lot of different sports. And you know, it doesn't matter to me. It's all fun. I enjoy it, and it's nice to hear from our listeners. That one inside for ball three. Enjoy hearing from the listeners, the parents and grandparents, and those that can't make it to the game that listen in, and enjoy that just as much. And you know, I, I get just as much enjoyment watching high school kids, watching these collegiate players, as I do calling for you know some of the uh, pro opportunities I've had as well. So yeah, just, it's I, all know, fun really, to me. That one swung on and missed for strike two. I really, like I said, I really enjoy my job because uh, you know I really enjoy watching the kids, and I kind of feel like. My writing style is kind of uh, geared towards, you know, I want to make people who maybe not were not able to be at the game feel like they were at the game. That's kind of how I do it. Playoff pitch, that one's a ball that's going to be lifted into center field right to Adonis Forte for out number two. 
So now it's one out away from getting the doubleheader sweep of the Griffins. As first baseman Luke Piazza steps in. This is really if the Renegades can pull off the win here and get the doubleheader sweep of the Griffins. It's really the shot in the arm, kind of like you talked about earlier, that they've needed as they snapped the six-game losing skid they were on and started a two-game win streak if they can close it out right here. First pitch down central, called strike one. So Piazza will be down in the count. And no balls in one strike as Davis Welch still on the mound here for the Renegades. They lead by a score of 5-3. to three. Looking to get game two win here. We played 14 innings of baseball. 13 and a half, I guess I should say. That one misses outside. He's count one and one. Been on the field for about five and a half hours now for baseball. And on the air, of course, we made a few breaks now and then. But one ball, one strike count. But, yeah, I've certainly been enjoying being a part of this and wouldn't mind doing it again if the situation Absolutely. arises. That one's a big swing and a miss. So now the Griffins are down to their last strike. You know, that's one thing this year I really enjoyed. We've had uh, kind of a whole cast of uh, broadcasters doing doing the games. Uh, well, color commentary, I guess I should clarify. Has had several board members, had some players step on. It's It's been fun. I've enjoyed that. Had Ben do a lot of games. He's been doing great. He'll be back. He's out of town visiting family. The one-two offering, that one a bit inside. So he was out of town, so I said absolutely I can make sure these games get on. He's done a great job. It's been great for me to see him develop and get more confident on the broadcast and do a great job. And You know, we just had a lot of fun this season. We'll continue it on. And the best way I think we can close it is with the Meek League Championship. Yeah. So two balls, two strikes, two outs. Next pitch on its way. There's a bouncing ball. It's going to go to Ott. He'll glove. He'll throw to first base, and that's the game. As that goes... As a 4-3 put out, and that is our game as the Renegades win game two of the doubleheader. So they sweep game one by final of 5-2. They win game two by final of 5-3 as they come out, put on a show here tonight, and they're rewarded with not having to play the bottom half of the frame. So get a little rest for their bodies here and... Most importantly, they snapped the six-game losing skid, start a two-game win streak here tonight as have a six-game homestead coming up. The caveat to that is these six games all happen within a course of four days, so a lot of baseball yet to be played as tomorrow night the St. Joseph Mustangs come to town. That's set for a 7 o'clock first pitch while I pregame about 640. First pitch at 7, then Friday night another doubleheader as the Des Moines Peak Prospects come to town. That a 5 and 7 o'clock doubleheader. And then Saturday night it'll be a non-league game as the Queen City Crush will be here to town. We will take on the Queen City Crush. Then All-Star game on on Sunday, that at Clarinda. So the Renegades win both games here. They win the first one by 5-2 to two margin. Game two goes in their favor, 5-3. to three. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, you know, it's just a great way to start off Start off for the Renegades. Hopefully this will get them going. Um, I'd like to, you know, everybody uh, remember the three-run homer by T.J. Ruckemarker to win game one. Uh, had great pitching tonight. 
Uh, Caleb Carricker through four solid innings. Davis Welch making his debut gets the win in relief in game two. And we had uh, Brandon Malby through a great six innings in game one. And Tyler Schmidt got the win with the walk-off home run. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to do the game on here. Uh, I hope my wife back in Eldon was rummaging through Facebook or clicked on the radio and managed to hear me out for a little bit. So uh, let's uh, see if we can put together a few more wins and uh, maybe make a playoff run and uh, keep this thing going because it was a lot of fun tonight. Well, most importantly for the Renegades, as they get the win, they move to 11-15 and 15 on the season. For the Griffins, they drop to 10-19 and 19 as they drop both games here to the Renegades. First one by final, a 5-2 game. Two goes in favor of the Renegades at 5-3. As we'll be back in action tomorrow night as the St. Joseph Mustangs come to town. That's set for 7 o'clock first pitch. We'll have pregame on the air about 6.40 with first pitch uh, coming at 7 o'clock. So until we talk to you tomorrow for Tom Collins, I'm Blake Gasway for the Show Me Sports Network. Until we talk to you tomorrow night about 6.40 with our pregame show. So long and have a great evening. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Cartier. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.